care blood, ain't you? We have such sights to show you. It's alive! Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Here's Johnny! Hello, and thank you for joining us for another night at Camp Blood. My name is Steven, and with me as always are Trish and Joe. Hello. What's up? And today we are covering the 1982 film Poltergeist. So before we jump into our review, let's take a listen to that 1982 trailer. The house looks just like the one next to it. And the one next to that. And the one next to that. A young couple live in it. Give Ken a kiss. <laughs> you are so obnoxious. With their three children. <laughs> and something more. They're here. Sweetie, remember last night? Do you remember when you woke up and you said you were here? Uh huh. Well, who did you know? Who's here? The TV people. Something's funny going on here next door. Something, uh... We were wondering if maybe you had experienced any disturbances lately. What kind of disturbances? I don't know what happens over this house. I've never sensed anything like it. In there with my baby. There are hundreds. Now Steven Spielberg crosses a frightening new threshold into a world within our own. Its form is revealed. What is it? Its focus is clear. And the games are over. It knows what scares you. All right, Poltergeist, directed by Toby Hooper, or as I originally heard it, Tobey Hooper. Tobey. <laughs> when I was a kid, I saw a movie called Summer School. It came out in the late '80s. Yeah. And the way they referred to his name was Tobey, and for the longest time, I thought that's how he said his <laughs> name because of the way it's spelled. You I know? thought it was Tobe. Now it's Toby. Toby. Yep. Okay. And he died last year, I think. I think you're right. It was either last year or the year before, but I think it was last year. Yeah. Uh, movie was released June 4th, 1982, and one week later, E.T. was released. 
Steven Spielberg. <laughs> I know. He's got his hands on everything, right? So he had his hands all over this movie. <laughs> yeah. He definitely he, did. He co-wrote the movie. He came up with the story. He produced it. And legend says he directed the movie, too. <laughs> Based on what we can tell, he he was literally there for a bunch of uh, scenes. So, yeah, I would yeah. say he did. Uh, yeah. There's, there's conflicting stories in who actually directed the movie. <laughs> The story is, is that uh, he was directing E.T. at the time. Uh, there was a contract in, or there was a, con- a clause in his contract that said he couldn't work on other films while he was making E.T., so he couldn't legally direct Poltergeist. Huh. Hmm. So That's all me and Joe were talking about. I kept saying, Spielberg this, Spielberg that. He's like, it's not Spielberg. I'm like, yeah, but That's it's... not what I said. I said he wrote it. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, but... And produced it. This was actually his first film as a producer. Oh, well, I mean, wow. I think, like you said, it's more of a technicality. Yeah. And this really feels just like a Spielberg his, film. That's, that's what I was yeah. getting at. Like, just it is a Spielberg movie. Who, who knows? Like, no one's ever going to know because of the conflicting stories, but it seems like there's more evidence that Spielberg well, this, did direct the movie. Well, this says that Spielberg hired Tobey Hooper after being impressed with his work on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. So, yeah. I don't know if I just ruined your, one of your trivia. Beings, no. But. Honestly, I think that um, it was like a collaborative effort. I think they both probably directed the movie in certain places, but it definitely feels feels like a Spielberg movie. In fact, the beginning of this movie feels like the beginning of E.T. Yeah. And the neighborhood. Yeah. And, uh, and actually, um, Poltergeist was shot in the same neighborhood as well, E.T. Not. Well, that would make because absolute they both sense. Had the bike. I remember I told you, Trish, I was like, instead of having the kids on the bikes, it's an adult carrying beer. Yeah. <laughs> Roll reversal. So this says, too, that Spielberg, I'm probably going to ruin another one of Steve's trivia things, offered Hooper the chance yep. for E.T., but he declined that and chose this one instead. So mm-hmm. it was probably a toss-up between the two. You can put your name on one of these two movies. Either way, they're both mine. <laughs> you um, just pick. From what I also read, uh, Toby Hooper's like was a very soft-spoken person. So when people he were asking him to make decisions and stuff like that, he didn't like immediately answer. And Spielberg was more of like a mm-hmm. outspoken person and like energetic and stuff. So he would always answer right away. So people got the perception that Spielberg was directing the film. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Drew Barrymore was considered for the role of Carol Ann, but Spielberg wanted a more angelic face. So he got um, Heather O'Rourke instead, and Drew Barrymore got the part in E.T. Where he wanted a less angelic face, I guess. Yeah, he wanted yeah. a little troublemaker. Um, okay, so I was going to save this until we got to it, but I know I'm going to forget about it. So there's a scene in the movie where the scene just cuts. It just ends right in mid-sentence. Um, I, I, I know the jump cut, but I don't know where you're... It's it's when they're showing it's when the mother the wife is showing the the husband uh, how they can move the chair across the kitchen floor. Oh, okay. And they're like talking, and then right in the middle of the sentence, it just cuts to the scene where they're talking to their neighbors. They're like at the door of their neighbors, asking yeah, them yeah, if they're yeah. having the same problems. Yeah. I always was like, "What the hell happened? Like something wrong with my TV? <laughs> with my copy of my VHS?" I was like, "Was there a scene they cut out? Like." when it was in the theater and they just cut it out afterwards or something. According to IMDb, now take this with a grain of salt because it's, it's on IMDb, but according to IMDb, it was a it was cut because in the rest of the scene, the father, before this, they get to that cut, the mother's like, we're going to go to Pizza Hut. The father is then just like, I hate Pizza Hut. And apparently Pizza Hut took offense to that. 
Yeah. So they chose to just abruptly cut the the scene. So it was, casu- it was that. casual well. shit talking had yeah. to be cut from the movie. They had a lot of on that note, so much product placement in this movie, blatant. But that's Spielberg. Reese's yeah. Pieces and E.T. and Plus this is there first was time one scene, and I'm not money. sure what yeah. where in the movie it is, so I'll bring it up now. There, I think it's one of the camera guys later in the movie, the the paranormal investigators, and he's eating a bag of Cheetos, and he's holding it on the corner of the bag, so that 99.98 percent of the bag is visible to the audience, straight forward and correct and flat. And only the tiniest portion, the corner where his thumbnail is, you know, he's holding the bag. Uh, I think they paid him how much surface area they could fit on the screen at once, mm. you know? Probably. Yeah, it was really awkward. Um, so both of Robbie's fears, who's the son, were fears of Spielberg. So uh, fear of clowns and then like the creepy tree outside the bedroom. Um, <clears throat> I'll save that for the end. Uh, during the face ripoff scene, which is the scene that should have gotten this movie an R rating, uh, yeah. when well, they were, we can talk about some of that too because back in the day they were so much more lenient with ratings of what and some of these that's movies actually could the, be. That's actually the next fun fact. Um, but the when with the scene where he's ripping off his face, that was actually Spielberg's hands ripping the face off. It's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. The movie was originally rated R. Right. But they, I always thought it was rated R for some reason. But they protested and got it down to a PG. PG-13 did not exist in 1982. I still That's think this right. movie probably deserves the R. Start, 1985. Um, it was actually because of Temple of Doom. That's right. Which did not get a PG-13 rating. got a PG rating. <laughs> um, Poltergeist is German for no- noisy ghost. I didn't know that. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Um, this is the highest uh, grossing horror film in 1982. That would make sense. And it, Spielberg's name on it. It grossed $76 million on its initial run. And just for fun's sake, let's see how much E.T. made. $359 million. So just a little bit more than Poltergeist did. Well, I'm sure that Poltergeist paid for the addition on Spielberg's house for E.T. <laughs> yeah. I think E.T. paid for the rest of his career. Because right. E.T. was the highest grossing film of all time until, I think, Jurassic Park. You're probably right. I, that sounds right for some reason. And that's Spielberg again, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what was it before that? I'm going to assume Star was it Wars? Jaws? I think I want to say Star it Wars. It had to be Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. Star Wars was 1975, and Star Wars was 77. Yep. <clears throat> I, I think. don't. I don't even know what I kind of competition right. Jaws would really be to Star Wars, though. Jaws was the Jaws is fir- the highest grossing independent movie of all time at one point. Jaws it? was also the first blockbuster film. It was. It's the what, summer first, movie. Like it was a yes. summer movie. Yes, That's it was. What, it was the first time. And it's a horror movie, so we can talk about it. Before Jaws, <laughs> there was no summer movie season. Right. Huh. Like, that wasn't like, ooh, we got to get all these big movies out in the summer. That's in a very appropriate movie for, imagine, like, you know, getting out of school or whatever and, like, trying to, you know, like, watch that movie over the summer that it came out, you know, as a kid. Like, I'm sure that was cool because, like, you know, summer, water, shorts and, are scary. And we will talk about, quote, unquote, the curse of Poltergeist. I just want to get that out of the way. But we're going to talk about that at the end of the review. 
because that's probably going to take up a lot of time. Well, there's yeah, some fun I'm trivia gonna... about the movie and some not-so-fun trivia about yes. the movie. We'll just save all the not-fun and um, and creepy stuff for the for the end. Yes, and that includes one of the fun facts that will be brought up. It has to do with... Don't call it a fun fact. It is a fun... Well, it's kind of a creepy fact. How about that? There you go. That's creepy what we should fact. call them from now on. All right, okay. creepy facts. <laughs> creepy facts. Yeah, so then I guess before we do that, I do have a fun fact about the Poltergeist franchise itself. All right. I, my teacher, my broadcast teacher in high school was in Poltergeist 3. Just yes, saying. Was he, was he in it or was he the director? He was in it. Okay. He was not the director. Because I know Gary Sherman is from Chicago. No, he was teacher at Maine West and, in Display. And apparently he uh, had some, he, I took a class at Columbia where we had to like make a TV show and yeah. he was involved with one of the semesters. Not the one I did, but right. one of them. So that's why I was asking. No, he did not direct. No, he was not the director. Okay. He was just in it. Okay. But, yeah. That's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, Poltergeist 3, not to get off topic, that was shot in Chicago and took place in Chicago. Right, so. so. Um, okay, so let us do something I should have done before we started recording and pull up the Wikipedia page here. <laughs> and uh, we can get started on our on our beat-by-beat uh, beat for Poltergeist. Um I can't believe Pizza Hut really took offense to that. That's what I don't, I don't know bitches. if that's... I don't even know if that's true just or not. Just take it as like a, I mean, I can you imagine like the phone call? I mean, can you guys just anyone? take it out of the movie, please? Like, we really need this. And how do they know about it ahead we of time? Well, have, I guess product placement. They we probably can't had have to. another person bagging on us. <laughs> Pizza Hut's better than Domino's, so. Well, I don't know the, what the situation was at this time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that, because the, was it Little Caesars definitely fluctuated over the years. Little Caesars had to be around back then. Probably. Little, Little Caesars, Caesars is kick-ass. But I will, say this, I will say this about Spielberg films is that when he does the family movies, like, they feel like my family. Like, I could watch E.T. or Poltergeist or whatever and be like, those little parts of the movie where, like, it's just real life happening – you sit there and you're like, I believe this. Like, yeah. this is totally how my family and there's was. There's some certain level of, like, very realistic um, interactions between family members. Yeah. And it and must I be in the writing. And know? I love it. Yeah, it's very because good. Because it, 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 you connect to it. Well, it gives, like, the, it like gives that time when you guys met that, that alien feeling. in your shed, right? Yes. <laughs> that time. That, that feels like, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's call... how his movies are going to, you know, well, We can talk classics. about that because Spielberg does have, that's how he got his start is in horror. It's really how Duel, too. I never saw Duel. You know what Duel is, though. Yeah, it's yeah. with a truck. Does Trish know? Tr- don't tell her. Because if no. you're pulling up Wikipedia stuff, do you know what Duel is? No. Can you guess from the title? Like like a like a gun duel? No. It's uh, a guy. High right? It's just a guy who's like traveling for business or I something don't know. like that. I, I don't know. Is it a killer truck? Is yeah, and he gets in like a spat with a driver... Of like a semi truck, and then the semi truck like starts stalking him. That's like that. Uh, yeah, it's like, and it's like Jeepers Creepers, not Jeepers Creepers. Uh, oh, what was that fucking movie? Bob Burgers with Steve Zahn. An episode like that. What? And what was that movie with Steve Zahn and Paul Walker, where the truck driver where they fuck with the truck? Joyride. It's like oh, Joyride. I never saw kinda. that either. You never saw Joyride? No. Joyride's a good. Movie. Actually, I might own that movie. I I've never it seen good. it. I may own it. I don't know. I have every movie. We're getting off topic. Wikipedia is taking a long time. No, Wikipedia is up. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia been up. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'm not going to read. Okay. So the movie starts off with um, 
the father, played by Craig T. Nelson. One Craig of my f- T. Nelson. One of my favorite actors because I love the TV show Coach. I okay. think I think most people Can know talk, him. We get to talk about Coach for a minute. At yeah, all? Sure. His Coach is a great. We, show. we might as well because Jerry and Van Jerry Dyke, Dyke just yeah. recently died. Right. And he was on that show, and he was the best part of the show. By the way, no offense to Craig T. Nelson, but Coach J- Jerry Van Dyke was great. I don't think I watched Coach when it was on on like primetime television but it was definitely the one that was on at like 10 30 or 11 o'clock at night when i was a kid that i would watch i watched it all the time with my mom it was just like something we would one of those sitcoms that was on during on abc during the 90s when everything was like family sitcoms and right. stuff. So, where did he coach us in montana minnesota minnesota minnesota, minnesota state screaming eagles okay <laughs> um so and Craig, then he moved to california yep no florida i mean you know you know, if Coach was the Poltergeist character, he would have retired with his family to go to California. All right, yeah, because you're looking at Poltergeist. Okay. <laughs> um, I think Poltergeist picks up where Coach leaves off. Uh, <laughs> all right, <laughs> and with that. <laughs> okay, so um starts off with him asleep in, the t- uh, in front of the TV. Everyone's asleep except for the daughter, Carol Ann who wakes up in the middle of the night, walks down, TV's on static. Actually, the movie starts off, I take that back, the movie starts off with the national anthem being played. Oh, yeah, right. the end we of broadcast. About this. That, that's actually a true thing, that would yes. Hit, right? Yes. They don't, they don't still do it, nope. but that's really what happened. TV channels TV, yeah. used to sign off. We didn't get the, into an argument the, about it. We got into it. Like, did they he, do that? I think they did. He schooled <laughs> me, basically. I didn't know anything about it. And I was like, I don't know. This is, it does it every night on the TV, you know, because I've seen the movie. And he's like, no, that's a, a real TV thing. And I guess, you know. Yeah. TV networks used to shut sign off at a certain time. I'm not sure what time. And when they would sign off, they'd play the national anthem. And then they'd say, thank you, we're signing and off. Cut. And then they would go to just static until whatever time the next day they started this. So that makes it actually more creepy because it's, like, real. Or it was. So yeah. everyone at the time could relate to that whole, like, oh, the TV cutting out at night. That's a late scary time at night you know i've been up for that you know or but now but now Spielberg it's family now touches. the tv is always now it's insanely dated i mean even when i first saw the movie it was insanely dated because like i was like why the hell is this happening well yeah i didn't understand either you know i just we kind of put two and two together this most recent time i'm watching it so yeah that's interesting i feel dumb you shouldn't because it's i mean that was this movie is what 36 years old now 1982? Yeah. Right? How old are you? They came about the same... Uh, it was not the same year. I was born in 1984. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry I added a couple of years to your life. He aged you. Yeah. Uh, my brother was around, though. Oh. <laughs> I'm actually trying to find out when they stopped signing off, because I'm very curious about that. Uh, Did they all sign off with that same video? I don't know if it was exactly that, the same that, video. Um, what was that? That's Iwo Jima, right? It was a bunch of stuff. It's it was a bunch like, of stuff. Yeah, right. it was like national monuments and stuff like I that. I don't know if they do if every station did it like that, or if it was just the truck, or if they just had the a flag flying. In yeah, a of them, or? just general American, American stuff. Apple Trish. pie, baseball. I think that Cigarettes. was one of them. Was they had uh, a baseball hitting an <laughs> apple pie over and over while the national anthem <laughs> A baseball landing in an apple pie. Yeah, before they signed off. Very American golden retriever. They have a golden retriever too, who is eating. I know he's Craig so T. Nelson's cute chips, in this right? movie. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 it wasn't his. It was the daughter. So that's what. So the the golden retriever. While you're looking up, the golden retriever is he's going into everyone's room. Yeah. And he's eating their snacks next to their bed. He looks in the little girl's hand 
um, what's her name in the movie? Which daughter? Uh, the older daughter? No, the youngest. Carol Ann. Okay, so he goes, yeah, Carol Ann, I should know. Yeah, uh, they say it like 8,000 times. I, I'm at the wrong part of the synapses right now. So um, the dog nudges Carol Ann, you know, and that's what wakes her and makes her, like, go to the TV. So, yeah, the dog actually plays an important role. She gives him some attention. Dog. Yeah, well, that's what happened. That's well. I cannot find any information about when TV channels stopped signing off. Maybe some of them still do it. Some that's of them why you still can't do. Find information that's, maybe I, like public access television shows. Well, yeah, yeah, or but most not twenty-four hour broadcast. Most well, most channels aren't twenty-four hour broadcast. They do paid programming in place of the You're signing right. off. So well, I, that probably because they'd rather yeah, make money. But that's why I'm trying. I was trying to find, but I can't. Yeah, You're national right, anthem don't, don't make no dough. So yeah, fuck signing off. PSAs. Or not PSAs, uh, SC.TVs. Mm-hmm. Well, this says it was still going on in the early 90s. And they would sign off I was off around at, in the early 90s, but I don't would, remember any well, of this. Well, they would sign off at midnight. Oh, I was much past my bedtime. Yeah, me too. Much past bedtime, and I had a lot of VHS movies that I liked to uh, watch when I was a child. That's how I got my movies. Not the television. But anyway, back to the beat by beat. So TV's the whole thing's playing with the national anthem. TV's signing off. Caroline comes down the stairs, and the uh, TV goes to static. Father's still asleep in the chair. She kneels down in front of the TV and uh, starts having a conversation with the static. Because kids are creepy, and they actually do stuff like that. Yeah. And she's like literally having a conversation where she's. It's like, very one-sided. I don't, I don't know. Five. <laughs> she's like telling him how old she is, like where her parents are. Everyone's asleep. Like, okay, if first off, if this were a stranger, because the voice is a stranger, didn't introduce it. I mean, maybe it did to her. Or it's, what, in, it's in their house, though. What does that? Does she automatically assume whatever this voice is is? It's cool. I'll tell them all about our life. Would you start having a conversation with some voice? In your house? No, by five, I knew Stranger Danger. But I'm just saying, like, as an adult, would you? No. Then... Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, if my daughter disappeared into the television, I might do a lot of crazy I shit. Would do, I would follow Amityville Horror and get out if somebody started having a conversation with me that was not in the room with me. Or it was just their voice. Probably. But she uh, doesn't. She likes it. Yep. And she has a conversation, and then the father... Wakes up because she starts. She starts yelling. She's just like, "I can't hear you! I can't hear you!" Say it louder. Yeah. So everyone wakes up, comes down the stairs, and they they're just kind of like watching her. And then that's it. Cuts to the morning, right after abruptly. Yep. Um. Man, this is not as detailed as it used to be. Oh, that's when she. No, that's not when she says they're here. No. No. So what the hell? This is. This is a shitty plot, Wikipedia. It ha- the <laughs> next night, it ha- they do it, it happens again. Yeah, but what happens right after that? They cut to the mo- oh, the morning the where morning, they're, yeah, they're having breakfast. That's right. Okay. Yeah, and the mom goes in the bedroom, and Tweety's dead. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, the next scene's where they're the guys riding the bike with the beer. Right. Yeah. And the beer That's right. All- Which I did not know that the beer was spraying all over the place until I got saw it on Blu-ray. Yeah, the beer's like spraying. It, it sprays everywhere, everywhere. forever. And I'm I know, during the game, nobody's even like, letting it spray. And then they—that's when Craig T. Nelson, Craig T. Nelson gets in the. I'm sorry. Is that from something? Yeah, always sunny. <laughs> oh, okay. When. 
I'm sorry. Why do you say it that way? Like I don't remember that. I've watched that show a couple times. Yeah, dude, Craig T. Nelson's the best, but... <laughs> No, when, he, when him and his neighbor get in a remote control yep. fight, is that a real thing? Can anyone attest to that? Here? I want to no? say yes. Because I know I have a buddy but, who has a remote like on his phone that can fuck with my TV but all the time. But that's so annoying. This was back when a clicker was like two buttons. Yeah. Right. <laughs> on, up, up, down. Yeah, up, down, basically. Yeah. So, like, maybe. I don't, I, I don't know if Does it thing. work like like I don't know why they didn't figure that out real but quick. But they work the like radios. The, cli- the clicker is which which is what remotes used to be called. Because it actually it didn't clicked. didn't actually exist until like maybe the early to late seventies. So it used to just I mean mid to late seventies. But that's set. also the scene where you don't see those. You never see those kids again. They're just fucking with that guy with the remote control cars. I think oh, that yeah. goes. And what a bunch of dickhead kids! And they just I, disappear. I don't care what football game is. I would have gone and kicked their asses. <laughs> I, what I was thinking to myself when I saw that guy with the with the beer and on his bike, I was thinking DUI. <laughs> no, it's a Spielberg movie. That's why they're not doing that. They uh, had to, that scene. That scene is completely pointless. But it's totally just fun. pointless. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, they go in and watch the game. He has the remote fight. That's when the mother finds the bird dead, um, and she's gonna flush it down the toilet, which I thought was hilarious. Because when I was a kid, like we had hamsters and stuff like that, we didn't. <laughs> Down the toilet. I was like telling her, I'm thinking, I'm talking to the TV, you know, and I'm like, no, don't flush that down the toilet. It's and why did she? Up. Why she did she flush it, it first? That's what I was gonna say. She flushed the toilet first. Like she maybe. She and then she's to get doing it really going. slow, like she's waiting for her kids to come in yeah. and see her do it. Well, is she coming in yet? Is Carol the Ann sees it, and the door yeah. isn't the door open, and she just walks in. Like, and she's holding it like a presentation. Yeah, and I will say this about Heather O'Rourke: she is so adorable in this movie. Super cute. Yeah, and I'm not a I'm not a big like oh kids are cute person. Like I I really like her brother. I fucking hate her brother in this movie. Oh, he's so annoying. Yeah. Carly. He's always like sputtering and spitting everywhere. Like calm down. And then that whole that whole scene where they're whispering. I hate that scene. I hate that scene because it just. I understand the information they're talking about is important, but it's just it it just grates on my nerves. I don't know why. It just does. Mm. <laughs> But anyway, we'll get there. So um, they have the little funeral for the bird. Because yeah, because Carol Ann's not going to let mom like flush it down the toilet. So right. they put him in a cigar box. Funny thing about the cigar box, um, Carol, Carol Ann says uh, to the mom when she's putting the bird in the cigar bag, she goes, I don't like, he doesn't like that smell. And she goes, okay, we'll put a flower in it. In the next scene, they take out another cigar box and um, they're rolling a dube. So like, I, I, she smells the weed, you know. <laughs> I never made that connection. I mean, I, I, I know I, I saw that. But I didn't I either, and I think probably before I was thinking like cigars scene. are sink. It's not the next scene. It's like the next night, the mom and dad when they're smoking the weed. It's the same like kind of cigar box. I, I, I always yeah. thought like, okay, cigars stink, but then. Like, when I saw them pick it up and, like, put it in the middle of the screen like that with the weed and the joint paper, it's like, okay, now I understand the smell jokes. Also another reason why Craig T. Nelson is the best. <laughs> yeah. Small pot jokes big, everywhere. He a big bag of weed in his house. Yeah, and then he, like, tosses it at his wife. Here, you roll this. I can't yeah. do it. Um, so, yeah, they have the little, they, they bury the bird in the box. And I like this scene for two reasons. One, the, the oldest daughter is there, and she's just like, this is so stupid. And it's like, who told you to go and and be with them while they're doing this? I know, and she's like not really there in the rest of the movie. It's like, you're never home anyways. Like, why don't you get lost? I just didn't, like, like why, why, why are you, are you out here? Why are you for the little one? Um, 
And then I just love the, her reaction at the end when she's like, can I have a goldfish now? Yeah, and then she has two. And it, it, she's just so cute. She was she such is, a cute little kid. Yes. Her um, character in this movie is very sweet, too. Yeah. Like, it, you know, she never, they never give her a tantrum or anything to make her like no. a little brat. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's an angel. Like, he like said he Spielberg was looking wanted. for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then the next scene is like that night where they're they're rolling the, the weed and uh, Craig T. Nelson's reading a book about Reagan and being the president. I saw that. Even though it was released in 1982 and Reagan had been president for what, a year and a half? Well, I mean, there's profile books, you know. It's just weird to have a book like that already. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but there's a lot to talk about in Trump's first year as president. Well, I mean... I'm sure there was one Reagan. True. Controversial controversial figure. I just find it kind of funny. Um, So we're seeing different stories going on at the same time. The parents are having their own conversation. The kids, the the son and Carol Ann share a room together, and... um, He's freaking out because it's starting to storm, and he's getting scared because of the tree outside. And uh, the parents start like fucking around a little bit. Yeah, they're like laughing. Yeah, in the they're bed. not. They're, they're not high. Like, you they're know, not they're like rolling having, around. Yeah, they're, they're dressed not, like, still. Sex or anything, but yeah. they're just they're starting to fool around. And the little boy comes in, and he's just like, "Oh, the the storm's getting closer, or whatever." So. Father takes him back to bed and explains to him. And this is actually something that I still do to this day. Yes. Where he explained, when you hear the thunder, you start to count. and then, Lightning, then thunder. Then, or, yeah, I'm sorry. Thunder, then lightning. Um, you count, and that's, you know, it's however far away. Then you do it the next time, and if it's you can't count higher, the storm's further away. If you count lower, the storm's closer. And I still do that to this day whenever there's a thunderstorm. <laughs> That's the speed of sound versus the speed of light right there. Yeah. So I the learned, light gets there first. I learned something from a, a 1982 horror movie. I learned that in science class. I'm pretty sure science class got to me before this movie did. but I don't think I was paying attention in science class. Props. <laughs> I wish sometimes I hadn't paid so much attention. Wasted my youth in school, damn it. We all did. <laughs> um, so... Kid starts doing that. Then he goes to his other daughter's room and is like, "Get off the phone! Stop talking on yeah, the phone!" Because she she like, says good night first, and she like does the she whole quick like, the and that's, phone. And thing. that's another moment in the movie where I'm just like, "This is a real life situation." Like, yes, because like I I don't I don't have sisters or anything like that. People who are on the phone, but I do remember my brother being on the phone or myself or something like that, and being told to get off the phone, stuff like that. It's just relatable stuff going on. Yeah. Um, so the kids like doing the counting, but then he and they all end up in bed with the parents because they're scared of the storm. And this is when we get the TV going to static and the little girl going to the TV, talking to the TV again. And then like a fucking bolt of like energy or something shoots out and goes into the wall and it shakes the entire house. And that's when she turns and says the iconic... They're here. Oh, it's good we do a po- this podcast with a girl to say that. I, I'm glad you. I'm glad that worked out. We didn't oh, rehearse wait- that whatsoever. I was, I was waiting for it. You guys just softballed it in there. I had to, I had to send that one out of the park. You're welcome. <laughs> so um, the next morning is when they're having breakfast, and this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie, and I'll explain when we get to it. But um, they're just having breakfast. Craig T. Nelson's on the. Uh, phone with the insurance company he's talking he's saying that there was an earthquake but you can tell by the conversation that 
nobody else felt this earthquake. So just the family, just the family. So he's you know trying to you know he's get confused, stuff. but you know like trying to move past it, right? And uh, the parent, the kids are all having you know having fun, having their conversations going on. There's a pool being dug in the backyard, so the people who are working on that are in the backyard. Lots of stuff going on in the scene. So um, this is also a scene where the um, the glass that the son's holding just breaks out from underneath, right, yeah. yeah, and gets all over her his uh, older sister's like homework, which why she's doing her homework in the morning on, at the kitchen table when there's fucking food all over the place. Well, that's I know. Just more of Spielberg I, family realness, right? Well, look, and it, it does feel real. To, if I made it all the way to the morning and my homework still wasn't done, there was no way in high hell that shit was getting out of the backpack to get done yeah. with breakfast. Right. I was gonna eat, especially okay. when you have two younger siblings like that. Of course, there's gonna be. Well, shit I mean, maybe all she's supposed place. to be an admirable. You know, like I still get it done. Uh, I yeah. fucked up last night. Probably I was on the phone. Uh, uh, so. The mother's trying to ask Carol Ann. She's like, what did you mean when, when you said they're here? And so much stuff's going on. So the question doesn't get answered right yeah. away. And uh, Craig T. Nelson puts his tie on through the fucking phone cord. <laughs> which <laughs> That's just stupid and funny. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing that I like about Spielberg films. Is like they're just little goofy things like that. Yeah, that's it's, definitely what makes it like cohesive and complete. Yes. In a way that a lot of other horror was not done. Right. Ever. No. Still. Any of his movies are like that. Yeah. I mean, you can look at E.T., which is not a horror movie. That's a good way to put it, is that they are very, like, like emotionally and intellectually complete. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, characters are are done. They're fully rounded. and yeah. And it's grounded in reality. Uh, well, it's, even with E.T. or with this one where there's, like, supernatural. Do you know what I mean? Like, they, mm-hmm. they're still very realistic, the parts that are real. Right. <laughs> so, um... Little girl's watching. T- little girl goes to the TV and turns on the static. Yeah, because now like it's her new thing. She's excited. I think she wants to show her mom because the mom was just asking. Yeah, and she's just she is like with her like almost her face is on the screen at that point. She's like, look. She tells her that you know you're gonna mess up your eyes looking at that or something. Which right? this is one of the best the best moments in the movie. She's like she's like no 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 that's bad for you and she changes the channel to a violent gunfight. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. That's funny, and it's that's a little stab. I like that. That's very funny. It's like this is better for you. Yeah, here, watch this. Oh, it's funny. I didn't Um, realize that. So, I'm probably gonna mix up the order of the scene, but there's also the part where the oldest daughter is going to get like her bike to go to school, and the the guys who are digging the pool are like fucking hitting on her. Yeah, and the mom's calling. Yeah, okay, so the daughter handles it well. She like you know tells them to fuck off, right? Flips them off, does all the different fu's. Good uh, girl, I would do it too. Okay, but the mom is watching this whole time, says nothing, and just is like. Yeah, yeah, good. No, she laughed because she was like, she can handle herself. That's yeah. how. I, that's what First I took off, from it. First off, my mom would go out there and knock those guys' heads Trish, together like three stooges. Uh, I think you're getting a little worked up about. <laughs> I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't let my uh, garden workers cat call on my daughter. Yeah, like, but, I, but I'm she didn't. Her. She handled it well, and the mother was just like, she all was right, proud of her you're daughter. Right. Yeah. But still, like I'd be like, you guys are all fired. Well, I think by the if way. they were gonna go gang rape her, the mom would go out there and do something or call the police. <laughs> she might just be like, "Hey, knock that off!" Right? <laughs> Don't do that no more. You're fired. Um. So uh, this is this is my favorite part of the scene where, and this is such a great shot in the movie. So there's a scene where 
Uh, the mother comes back into the kitchen. Carol Ann's still in the kitchen. All the chairs that were pushed in have been pulled out, so they're all like pulled out from around the table. So she, this is all done in one shot. Watch it again. It's one shot. She pushes all the seats back in. She goes to get like clean stuff, and the camera follows her down to it. And when she comes back up, all the chairs are in a pyramid on the table, uh, on the yeah. kitchen table. This was all done in one shot. I read how it was done. That's really cool, too. That, uh, the pyramid was pre-constructed, right. you know? Um, but they all had, they had to—they all had to get in there, grab those chairs, get out right away. Well, it's very—it's very theater, and it's very quick too. Like if you oh, watch yeah. it, every time I watch it now, I'm just like, oh my god, they, they must had to have be so it fast. More than a few times, right, yeah, definitely. I'm sure she grabs the Windex and um, uh, the, basically like the, the. Then she asked the daughter. If she did it. If, when the chairs were right. pulled, yeah. When the chairs were pulled out, at first she doesn't even ask. She tells the kids, like, "You guys, stop it," yeah. you know. Um, then when she comes back, she's like, what the, did you, she's like, did you do this? Uh-uh. Like, was like she TV? really has to was answer. Was it the TV people? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Like, that's do you super see creepy. Them? Uh-uh. <laughs> she has, like, no lines in the movie, but it's great. She doesn't need any lines. That's why. <laughs> she's so cute. And the mom, like, you know, knows her daughter. Right. You know what I mean? That's why, like, in a lot of other horror movies, too, when the kids are saying, like, oh, those the thing that you know the parents can't see whatever it is the parents like like to not believe them or tell them it's not real the mom asked her the next morning like okay t- you said tv people right all right tv people it is that are doing this you know like she believes her true she doesn't understand <laughs> but she believes her um so next scene is Craig T. Nelson at uh showing an exact replica of the house somewhere else and he's explaining how they built the houses, and he lives in, like, the first phase, and I think they're doing phase four. Four now, yeah. yeah. And they're, you know, he's trying to sell the house. So we learn that he's a real estate agent and this and right. that. Um, the top real estate yes. agent. Yes. He's responsible there. for 42% of the Head sales. Head honcho in the development. Yep. <clears throat> so uh, he comes home. Hold the sack king. <laughs> he comes home, and the, the wife comes out frantic, and she's, like, super excited and pulls him into the house while he's still holding on to the garbage can, too. She's doing cheerleader jumps. It's really cute, yeah. actually. Um, she's She pulls him in, and she starts showing him the fact that she can put the chair in a certain place in the kitchen, and the chair gets pulled across the the kitchen by same, an unforeseen Yeah, and it's the force. same spot every time. Right. You know, she's, like, got it taped up to, like, you know, prove something. Yep, and then yeah. she puts her daughter there, and it happens again. <laughs> and at this point, I thought it was interesting. The, the ghost is, like, um, almost developing, like, a trust with That's, them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, it has to to try to get what It's like want. playing game, you know? Like, oh, you want to see a trick? Like, I don't know if it's before or after this, but it starts playing with the dog, too, and yeah. having the oh, dog Oh, yeah, yeah, that stand. was before. I forgot about that. Yeah. The dog brings the toy to the, yeah. hole, the hole in the wall or yeah, the burn it, mark in the wall. Yeah, it keeps, like, you know, behaving and, like, friendly, you yeah. know? It's not, like, really... Besides, like, the scary storm stuff, but we don't know that that's related yet. That's what know? people do when they want to kidnap a child. You're right. They, bef- they befriend them. Puppies and, and candy and yep. See, ice yeah. cream truck. Get right in. Got to gain that trust so you can get what you want. That's what I said. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> I also want to point out some of the, the one-liners that Carol Ann will say that are just hilarious. So when the father comes back and she's showing him everything in the kitchen, she just comes in and she's like, Mother didn't make any dinner. <laughs> <laughs> She's such a little narc-ass kid, too, but still so sweet. 
I just love the fact mother that she's like, mother didn't dinner. make any dinner. <laughs> like, dad's going to get angry right away. <laughs> well. The dad's n- nice to the whole family the whole time. That's why it's funny. Oh, uh, rat. I wonder if that was actually in the script or if she just said that or whatever but i just i just find it funny so that goes against a little bit of angelic but i mean if that's as bad as she is like make one wise ass comment um yeah i mean and that's that's when they're like oh we'll go to pizza hut and then pizza hut got mad yeah so So we only got part of a scene there's that scene we were talking so they go to their neighbor's house and they ask them they're just like hey have you guys noticed anything weird in your kitchen and they're trying to see if the same thing's happening to them but without explaining right yeah. Because they don't want to come off like totally they laughing, nuts. Like, they start like cracking up and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is the same neighbor that had the clicking war right, with, with him. Yeah. He's like a, a man pig. Like that's the <laughs> character he plays too because he's like a jerk, you know, and he's like all red in the face and he's like, Mur! you know, like, <laughs> I'm not going to help you. I don't know what you're talking about, you know. I'd like to see a movie about that guy. Like what what the happened? Neighbor. what happened to the neighbors after the events of this movie? Like, would, did they stay there? I don't know. Why was... Well, maybe we should get into this at the end yeah. when, when the full chaos sets in. But I, I thought in that scene, when um, the husband and wife are getting bit by mosquitoes or whatever, yeah. and he's yeah. like, yeah, me and my son, with our blood, we don't get bit by mosquitoes. Yeah, what the fuck was up I'm thinking that? to myself, yeah, because you're fucking rotten. <laughs> like, nobody wants you because you're bitter. Yeah, maybe they're ghosts. Maybe. <laughs> Shut up. Maybe the entire town's ghosts except for the Freeling family. And they just—they were just all like, we wanted a daughter that cute, so we're just going to take her. Yeah, well, go. it could be when you find out what finally happens. I mean, if you, maybe they're empty. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. Podcast is over. We got some stuff to talk We got to do some research. <laughs> we'll be back. Um. So... <laughs> So they go to um, a college, I guess, UC Irvine, I guess, is what this says, to talk to some parapsychologists. Right. Um, because they want to know what exactly is... Wait a minute. Am I skipping over when she gets... Yes, I am. I'm sorry. The next oh, scene is are. when... Yeah, the next scene is where they go, uh, where the, the tree comes to life. Right, right. So there's well, no... pause for this. The dad's freaking out now. The mm-hmm. mom is not really freaking out yet mother's more excited like like i said she <laughs> like was happy yeah. she was jumping around like look it's doing tricks for us like she's sold on it the dad's like starting to worry and he's saying like nobody go in the kitchen and stuff he's going to try and find answers right. now um so the there's another storm kids freaking out about the tree and the clown in the room and uh they have this weird creepy ass clown toy that he consistently leaves on the chair at the end of his bed. I'm like, if it scares you, why do you keep putting it there? When I was a kid, there was um, an owl. um, uh, I don't even know what it was, like a statuette that my parents had in my bedroom because I have these huge bookshelves. And it was always on the shelf. Scared the shit out of me when I was a little kid. I have an owl statuette on my shelf. Until my parents finally took it out of the room because it was scaring me. And I don't know what ever happened to it. (laughs) I'm kind of curious now. I had a Furby (laughs) that that used to scare me in the night. The Furby would talk. It was like those, running out of battery. Those they're scare, demonic. Those scare everybody. In yeah. The middle so of the night. I I buried that bitch so deep in like a Tupperware wrapped in a towel wrapped in four hoodies. And it still came back. Yeah. And like <laughs> I went in there like a year later. It's talking like you left me. 
But that's the thing. No, if, I'm this kid, if, if you're so scared of this, put it in the closet. And right? Bury What's it wrong under with some you? Clothes. Why do you keep facing it at the foot of your bed, it looking is right weird. at yeah, you? Like he says yeah. he hates it, but it's always there. Maybe. It's or just like the mom there. put or it there. My my theory is he likes it during the day, but then at night. It's, it's, it it's, becomes creepy. Yeah. There you go. And that's the thing is most of the things kids are scared of at night are things that aren't scary. They're just they're, they they're, look scary. They're at their night. own right. objects. Yeah. So um, that clown's on display in Las Vegas. Yep. At Planet Hollywood, right? Yep. Yep. Um so uh the kid's doing the whole counting thing that the father taught him how to do, and now he's starting to realize that if, it's it's getting closer. And this is a cool scene because every time he gets closer until he gets down to one and then the tree comes to life and breaks through the window, grabs the kid. Everyone's going crazy in the house trying to save the kid. Uh, they go outside trying to save the kid. While this is happening, though, the poltergeist, <laughs> see what I did there? Ah, <laughs> takes the that, real kidnapping is taking place. Yes, they're taking that as the opportunity to kidnap Carol Ann. So the closet comes to life. Everything starts getting sucked into the closet, including her, and she gets sucked into the closet. So they save the kid. They, it was a tornado. The little boy is yeah, saved. Boy. Carol Ann is sucked into the closet. I also read that that was the only scene that, um, what's the actress's name? The little girl? Heather O'Rourke. Yeah, that was the only scene that scared her. Yep. And Steven Spielberg, Steven Spielberg took, Spielberg took her into his arms. Hold her while she cried. She went hysterical. I know, right? What I told a, you. What he, a piece of shit. I told you that sounds like something a director <laughs> might do. Yeah, maybe. Or a producer. Mm. Or both. Or <laughs> or if you're Steven Spielberg, always both. Or the lighting guy. No, when you say lighting guy, it's creepy because she's a little girl, okay? What, how's lighting creepy? I don't know. He's he's not. It's not his job to comfort her when she's I was crying. Just tr- I was just trying to think of some random That's why the caterer. Yeah, <laughs> like, the more random, the more creepy. Random guys should not be comforting some guy who small is watching children the, watching the film yeah. from the street. He runs in. <laughs> um. So yeah, they go into the closet. They think they found her, and it's the clown. Right. <laughs> Which is great. Mm. Um. So they're like running through the house trying to find her, and they can't find her, but they can hear her voice through the TV. And that's when that little boy is annoying as hell. Because they're like outside. They think she fell in the pool. Because earlier in the movie. The mom the had mom, like a fear. A fear of uh, the, one of the kids falling in the pool and drowning. So she thinks that this giant hole in their backyard. She fell in there. So they go in there and Craig T. Nelson fucking jumps into the water. Because he's fucking Craig T. Nelson. He's yeah, a diver. <laughs> and they do talk about in the scene where they're, where they're smoking that dube. Mm-hmm. He talks about how he used to be a diver. So he throws a little little jump kick in I, there. I, I forgot. Yeah, this is a right. stupid little jump. There, like, during that scene he says, uh, he's like, uh, have you ever been on a board that's t- uh, that's three, meter, feet, yeah. three meters? Right. And she's like, what's three meters? He's like, well, so it's about ten feet. I fucking got on Google. <laughs> Look that up just to see well, if it was true. One meter is three feet. Well, see, so. I don't know. that. I didn't know that, so I don't know what meters are. Well, I'm an idiot. Yeah. My, yeah, not, sure, my, sure. my knowledge is it? my knowledge is film knowledge, okay? Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> not measurements of I learned that. I also learned that in school. Damn school. Yeah. See, I learned all I my stuff all on the internet. D- I know all this dweeby stuff, like measurements. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they're looking for, and that's when Robbie, the little boy, hears Carol Ann through the TV, and then they realize she's like in the TV or some shit. 
<laughs> yeah, that 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 she's with the TV people. They put it together because you know she had that fascination with it, you know, and now the TV's on, and, and they're hearing her voice through the TV. And yeah, this is, right. This is pre-internet days. Okay, you couldn't do stuff like that without some expensive equipment. Yeah, and they didn't have Google, so they couldn't look up what was happening. Yeah, they couldn't Google what. They also couldn't Google where to find a parapsychologist because they had a small discussion about that, too, when she was in the phone book. What did she say? There's no listing for, um, I don't know. Paranormal. Yeah, like she was looking at She made some snide comment when he, like, said look for help. She's like, there's no listing for, uh, I don't know, it was, like, peculiar or... Some stupid shit like that. For crazy fucking ghosts. <laughs> yeah, crazy fucking... What do you look up in the phone book for this? Ghostbusters? Oh, nope, this is before Ghostbusters. Yeah. They, yeah. Should, they should have had a Ghostbusters poltergeist Oh my poltergeist god, that would have been the over. perfect moment to cross over, too. Who are you going to call? The Ghostbusters. Well, they do find somebody, though. Yes, they find the parapsychologist who I started talking about earlier in the wrong place. <laughs> uh, so, Dr. Lesh, Ryan, and Marty, ooh, they have names... So they, they he goes to the college and talks to them and explains what's happening. Or no, wait, does he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, the, the husband. And then, and then they come to the house. And uh, <laughs> the one guy is like trying to explain. He's like, you know, there was this, I don't remember what it was. What was it, a toy car that moved across the room or something like that? Mm-hmm. They're like, it took seven hours. And he's like, you couldn't see it with the naked eye, but I have it all on uh, time-lapse time camera. camera. And then Craig T. Nelson with that look on his face. He's like, huh? <laughs> He's just like, yeah, I want to take a look in here. And like all, everything's like fucking spinning around, yeah. flying through the sky. Um, my favorite part in that scene is the there's a Hulk toy that starts riding a horse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? I didn't notice that. The, the, yeah. There's like maybe six um, times that a toy comes to the front like that, mm. the, like the scene you're talking about, and all of them are, are pretty funny. They and, kept getting funny. And I also <laughs> love the uh, the record and the compass. Oh, yeah, when the compass started yeah. playing so, the record yeah, like the needle. Yeah, that was that was funny, too. Yeah. Um, so they're all like, oh, my God, this is insane. This and is, like, a, it's wild. Yep. Okay, so this is where it's going to start getting muddy in the descriptions because a lot of stuff happens. This is... It's like a lot of talking scenes. Oh, well, actually, no. The next scene is where he rips his face off, right? Uh, no. It's the... Yeah, because... No. Pause. (sighs) There, um... The the woman is talking with the family. She has to explain to them, like, what she knows. You know what I mean? That, um... Because... How many times does she switch back and forth between like going towards the light well, no, and not going towards the light? No, find out that there's more than just one ghost there too, and then you find then. Yeah, she's boss, explaining Craig all this. Craig T. Nelson's boss informs, remember, tells him that it's built on the cemetery, but they moved the cemetery. And that stuff, happens right? way, way later. Does it? Yeah, I don't. That happens af- way after the. Uh, um, we always. They, remember, always she asks her. Uh, to call to Carol Ann. The only reason I know that it happened later is because I watched this movie in two different days, and then then that was the that was one of the scenes I saw last night. So it had to have been later in the movie. <clears throat> they try to get the mom to talk to Carol Ann, and then the mom goes, "Say it for Daddy, say it for Daddy," and then she does. But then they take Carol Ann is taken. They're like they're hiding. He's hiding her, and then like the the poltergeist gets angry at this part. And, like, Caroline can't talk at the moment. You know what I mean? So then 
Then they go into that part where he rips his face off. Yeah, so there's the one guy, I can't remember which if it's Ryan or Marty, but Marty, there's one so guy. Marty, so says Wiki, uh, IMDb. So there's, he, he's like going to get some food, and he, see, he hears something, and it's a steak, like fucking, like ripping itself apart on the... First it's scooting like a caterpillar. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's crawling across the counter. And then it like... It goes inside out. Yeah, it's just like spitting out its innards all over the counter. And the guy's got a piece of chicken in his mouth. He spits it out. And he puts the flashlight on. The chicken's is covered in maggots. Yeah, this... It starts to... Like the, the hallucinations. Yeah. This ghost is really... So he runs into what is actually a utility room. But for the longest time until last night, I thought that was the bathroom. I thought it was like a laundry room. It yeah. was a bathroom? No. no. If you look at it, it's got a cork board and like the sink is like one of those it's things you see in the basement. It's got like borax in there too, like stuff yeah. that you would clean like industrial. Yeah. So I, for the longest time I thought it was their bathroom and I was wrong. So um, yeah, he looks in the mirror and his skin's kind of messed up and he starts like touching it and it starts coming off. And then he just rips his face off. Yeah. One of, a terrible effect, but it was 1982, so what do you expect? Cause as soon the as whole they, movie's full of terrible effects when you watch it now. I, I take, you it's know, like the inspiration that, for Kevin Fever. Watch it now. The, um, well, I'm talking, let's let's talk about the visual effects, the ones that aren't weren't practical. I thought they were actually pretty damn good, and they, I think they stand up fairly well. Um, yeah, of course they'd look better now. Absolutely. But, they, but for they, what they were, they were yeah, not cheap. 1982, they looked pretty damn good. Well, I mean, you know, they put the money. Well, for 1982, yeah. yeah. They but, put their money where their mouth was. Spielberg. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. After uh, fucking Jaws and Close Encounters, I mean, they he, could he afford could write to do his it. own check. Yeah. Uh, and and Raiders too. So. Yes. Yeah, so. Um. But he doesn't actually tear his own face off. No, it was just like a hallucination. But that scene is what should have gotten that movie an R rating. That's my favorite. This this that... combination with the steak and the maggots on the chicken, and then him tearing his face off was probably. I, obviously, this is not the real climax of the film, but when I was watching it, like, damn! The first time I seen it, that was what made me love this movie. Let's just think about this, okay? Friday the 13th, which came out two years before uh, Poltergeist, got an X rating because of some blood. Okay? Just blood. Nothing, oh, no nudity, just blood. What about the language? Well, actually, the first one, I don't think they ever utter the F word once in that movie. I'd have to watch it again, but I've never seen it. But I'm just saying that they they made them cut down the blood in that movie. But then Poltergeist comes along, some guy rips his fucking face off, and it gets a PG. Well, Spielberg, really I, I know. Dude, Jaws, the guy, Jaws it's not is actual bloody blood. as hell. No one actually I mean, died. Topic, but or was hurt. it doesn't matter. It's it, there was no depiction of actual injury. It doesn't matter. It's still like a <laughs> horrific scene. Yes. I mean, nobody's actually dying in the movies to begin with. Plus, it looks like Play-Doh. Who's buying that? They, he did in the movie. <coughs> he thought his own face was coming out. Yeah. Back in 1982, people probably did buy it. See? But now you're like, oh my god, that's a dummy. They like cut they cut away, and it's like, it's a dummy. <laughs> but anyway, moving on. Um, so, uh, he leaves. He, he leaves and doesn't come back. I'm out of here. Yeah. He's the they smart all- one. <coughs> No, they actually all leave, don't they? Or no? Um, only one of them leaves at first. Yeah, and um, never comes back. Right, because they mentioned the they mentioned that in the movie with the older woman. Yeah, the one. Uh, yeah, so the doctor and then I guess Ryan is the one, the black guy. Yeah, he stays, and the other guy leaves. This he is just, how you just, know that it's a Spielberg horror movie, oh, and no doesn't... one's afraid of actually dying. Is the black? He's like, yeah, I'll stay. 
Because they're the <laughs> like, first one to get killed off. I'm not going to I'm good. Who they, I should have put that in the fun facts. Toby, Nobody, are you directing? No, Steven, you are. Okay. Nobody is actually. Nobody actually dies in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Except the bird. Tweety. Yeah. He died on his own. Nobody killed him. Yeah, but he still died. All right. Well, I mean, there's a lot of movies where people die. I mean, the, for horror, I think that's pretty Yeah. But that's the, that's the thing is everyone thinks, oh, it's a horror movie. There's got to be a whole bunch of people being killed. It's no. not. That's not only. It's like a, I would argue it's more in the fantasy. This is more like. like it's a ghost movie. Yeah. It's, that's really it's what horror. it is. It's, ghost it's, movies it's, are horror. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Casper wasn't. I'm not even. I'm not even. If that anything, long, deliberate pause. I will like not. I will not. Movie, right? Because it's more about like scaring you than showing you blood. Right. Because back in the '80s and even all the way till now, everyone just hears horror. It's got to be a whole bunch of people being killed. And that's not how. That's not necessarily what horror movies have to be. You know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, moving on. So then we get the scene where the um his boss shows up and he's just like hey what's going on you know blah 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 and they go for the walk and, uh, up to the which is a really cool scene because well the boss thinks he's going to leave his job because he sees all the TVs around he's like what kind of setup you got here are you running another investment come with me i don't want to lose you maybe he thought he was like mining bitcoin <laughs> <laughs> it's relevant <laughs> <laughs> If anyone's listening to this in 20 years, it'll be completely dated. <laughs> yeah, because Bitcoin is going to co- uh, go as fast as it came. Um, I like this scene because of the reveal. So they're they're out, and the way the scene is shot is it's like uh, shooting down into the valley where they're building the houses, and you just see a fence in the foreground. Right. And they're talking, and he's just like, he's like, you know, how would you like it if this was, you know, you had this view? And he's like, well, it'd be great, but, you know, how are you supposed to build here? And then they cut, and they cut to the other side and you see that they're no they don't they pull back a little bit and you just see headstones and then they yeah. cut then back. they turn around and then show they turn the it whole around. big cemetery and he puts his hands on the fence too like are you fucking kidding me and that's when he reveals that the houses that they live in were built on top of a cemetery but he says they had they paid and had the bodies moved. all of it moved right yeah which will come up later mm-hmm. spoiler alert for a 36 year old movie uh, <laughs> uh, so that's what is when he, he makes a joke uh, he goes what it's not like it's an Indian burial ground yes later alright well same remember. asshole I, I honestly don't even remember that he makes a joke about the cemetery because he, like, he sees that the dad is looking skeptical mm-hmm. which he is in the first one too I don't know if this is the first or second conversation they have like this but he says what it's not like it's an Indian burial ground mm. Which is funny because... Because it is? No, it's not an Indian burial ground, but I mean, the result is... I thought this... it, it's not? No. No. I always thought it was. But now that I, I think... I don't think of... it is. I'm just... No, just, I think it's, it's not. Now that I think about it, I don't think they do bring that up. We'll talk about it with the, the curse of okay. the poltergeist. Um, so, this is... The next... Next, we get to meet Tangina, played by Zelda Rubenstein. She's the little fat... Old she lady who's is, got um, the high pitch voice. She's like iconic. Two time Razzie movie. Award nominee <laughs> for the Poltergeist so, movies. Yes, <laughs> not for this one. Of course, I not. think for the second one and the third one. The third one for sure. Um. So she shows up and she's like a medium. So she's like the person who can. I don't know about medium. She's really short. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you're on fire tonight. I uh, know it's Spielberg. It brings out the goofy. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, she comes in, and she's just, like, investigating everything. 
Craig T. Nelson's like, fuck this. I think she's full of shit. Um, she's, she asks him a question, and he's just like closing his eyes. And she's like, are you going to answer? He's like, I am. <laughs> I'm sure I love that. Craig T. Nelson voice. Yeah, he's yeah. trying to trick her. I love that because he's, he's trying to prove that she's a fraud. Yeah, and if if she can really read minds and stuff like that, that he sh- she should he shouldn't have to, to speak, right? And I liked it. I liked that little that little bit of humor. And there. he catches her up, or she catches him up right away because she's like, "I am," but yeah. you know. So um, they come up with a plan to see if they they know that the inside of the closet is where she was taken. So that's like the portal to the other side. And then they, f- I don't remember how they find out that the like exit is in the living room. Doesn't the the spooky shadow come down the stairs, or yeah. is this later? No, no, that happens earlier. Um, but that actually happens before Tangina shows up. I just forgot about it. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember how they found out that the portal, like the exit portal, was in the living she room. She finds it because remember she walks through the house, and um, she's like inspecting everything. Um. Oh yeah, I guess she just kind of knows. Is that, that is that how it worked? I don't believe so. Let me take Cause, a moment. Because Wikipedia is really great. Yeah. All, all it says is she determines that the bedroom closet is the entrance, while the exit is through the living room ceiling. Thanks, Wikipedia. Okay, Carol Ann is alive and in the house. Um, the spirits that are haunting the home. They've they're dead, but they haven't moved on. So she knows about the lights. She knows the whole story, the background, what's actually happening here. Um, that she's kidnapped. Um, she's got the whole story right now. She's explaining it way better than that other woman who was there first. Who's, who's back again? What's the first doctor's name? Doctor Lesh. Doctor Oz. <laughs> Dr. Oz. No, it's, not not it's this Lesh. Lesh. Doctor Lesh. Um, <clears throat> yeah, here's the entrance. I think she just knows. I think they just throw those tennis balls and find out where it goes. But oh, already, maybe that is it. Maybe but they, but they're set up when they drop those tennis I think, balls. I think she just feels like the the I, presence yeah. or whatever. Whatever. This little psychic lady, she knows her shit because. Yeah. So they they throw the tennis balls through to see if they'll come through like unharmed, because yeah. they want to send somebody through to get the little girl. So, <laughs> another great scene of humor is when uh, the mother and Tangina are talking, and she, Tangina's like, "I'll go through," and she's like. She's like, uh, no, I'll go through. And she's like, well, you've never been through. And she's like, neither of you. And she's like, good you, point. You're right. You, you go. go. <laughs> yeah. That's a great scene. Yeah, she just uh, was acting all brave until <laughs> a little bit of sense got smacked into her. So they tie a rope around the mother. The mother goes in through. They're pulling, you know, keeping a hold on her uh, in the bedroom. And eventually they come through the other side in the living room. She's got a hold of her daughter. They're covered in pink shit. The Jello. They try, the dad did try to fluid, whatever. when the dad came in there and heard the wife like starting to panic. They uh, when they started to pull, we did get a glimpse of like what the the you see the skull and everything. that yeah, crazy skull right, thing came out. So that. you do see our antagonists. Yes, one of them. One of the the beast. So says uh, little lady. Tangina. Yeah. So they immediately pick them up, take them in the bathroom, and put them in the tub to, you know, clean them off or whatever. And they close the door, and then we get another classic line where Tangina brushes the hair out of her face and says, This house is clean. They show the what they're trying to, like, get the uh, Carol Ann, right? Yeah, that's her name. And the wife to wake up. You can see Carol Ann, like, blinking. 
If you look close enough, well, I swear the, you can see her blinking when they're trying the to The mother is up. playing coma correctly. The little girl well, has a I hard time the, concentrating covered in I jelly. Love, <laughs> I love the little girl because she just wakes up and just says, Hi, Daddy. I know, it's like, so nothing, cute. Like, nothing happens. And, like, you can feel the fam, like, the way that the dad, like, has the mom and daughter there. And, like, he's grabbing them. Like, you, for, that's that realistic family moment where, like, you feel their their love. And you know that so Spielberg gay. directed this movie? Yes. <laughs> So, it's so much. It's Cooper did it because there's not like a human skull like lamp yeah. in the corner. Like There's no leather face. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, so, you think the movie's pretty much over at this point, right? Right. Like, what could go wrong now? Yeah. So, but then you see they're ready to move out. They're moving everything in the boxes. The father's freaking out. He wants everyone out of the house as so soon this as is, possible. This is their last night, but also a long stretch of the movie. Yeah. And um, another great line comes from the daughter when the daughter's just like, I'm going to this person's house. And the mother's just Lisa's. like, the mother's like, uh, okay, just be back at this time because your father wants us to stay at the Holiday Inn. And she's just like, I remember, I remember that, that place. place. And then she's like, what? And she's was like, uh, nothing. <laughs> I did not like, go. I didn't catch that. Really? <laughs> yeah, she did say that. I did not. I was not at a hotel party at the holiday. I-88 I, I, I I or whatever I she 76. said. I-76. Yeah. I just thought that was so great because I'm just like, oh, my God, the daughter's a whore. And you know what? Listen, <laughs> she doesn't even have to be a whore. I totally was at hotel parties and was never at the hotel parties. I was never at that Ooh, hotel. Okay, I so I totally about. wrote. I wrote things down and forgot. All right, well. So before, hold on, one of them is from earlier. So when they go to talk to the, the para, parapsychologist, this is something I wanted to point out. It's pointed out on IMDb, and I'll explain what IMDb says. So the age difference between the mother and the daughter. Oh, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Um, he's just like, yeah, my wife's 32 and our daughter's 16. So your, your wife was 16 years old when <laughs> your daughter was born? It's, it's, yeah. According to IMDb, and I don't give a fuck what IMDb says because I don't believe this, apparently the, the novelization cleared it up as in the mother in this movie is actually Craig T. Nelson's second wife and the, da- the oldest daughter is from his first marriage. Oh my goodness. <laughs> hmm. I don't like to to think of that. I just want, I just think of it as being like the way it is in the movies. I it's- could see it feeling that way because the eldest daughter isn't there a lot either. And that Carol Ann is much more attached. Plus, I, I don't know genetics well, but is it possible to have dark-haired children and a blonde-haired child? Yes. Okay. I was not sure. Yes. My brother has blonde hair. And I Recessive okay. genes. Gotcha. Okay. They so, find each see, other. I don't like, know any... I think it's the one in four chance. If you have two brunette parents, you can have a blonde child. Okay. I was not sure on that yeah. one. So, okay. Anyway, moving Pretty on. I, just, I forgot about that and I wanted to bring that you up. You know that little graph they made you do with big T, little T? Nope. More fucking science. Nope. Damn I, it. I, it's been... Um, Can I unschool myself? It's been like 20 years, so... All right, fair enough. All right, so daughter goes off with her friends. The husband goes... I think he's going to quit his job, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. He's going to tell the boss to fuck off because I don't want to live on a cemetery anymore, That's right. you jerk. Because they got the house he for free, He even says it that way. way. I'm going to tell him to... to Kiss off or whatever yeah. he says. It should be pointed out that they got their house for free because, you know, he was, like, the best salesman and stuff like that. Yeah, so. and he put him in the development. It, like, you won. You know, you're the best salesman. You get to live here. This is your house. It's a nice house in this awesome development. That's what he was trying to bribe him into the new one, too, you right. know. So uh, the mother and the two younger children stay in the house while he's doing that. She wants to take a bath. And uh, she tells the kids to tuck themselves in. And I just wanted to point out that during that scene, Carol Ann has a Luke Skywalker action figure in her mouth through the entire scene. 
Yeah, she does. There's a lot of Star Wars stuff in this because, movie if you look around. Because Spielberg has a hard-on for Lucas. Well, they love each other. Right? <laughs> they I mean, do. They're buddies. There's actually something I saw on IMDb that was just like, Spielberg was unavailable for a few days for Poltergeist because he was in Hawaii with George Lucas. I'm like, he had a wife, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> Why wasn't he in Hawaii with her? <laughs> um, yeah, there is. But if you watch E.T., there's a lot of Star Wars in that, too. So, um, yeah, so they, she's in the bathtub and then shit starts happening again. Oh, no, we actually, she gets out of the bathtub. Yeah. Because she she's finished, in the bedroom. She's dyeing her hair because she found a gray hair after. No, it no, wasn't the gray hair. She had the gray streak in her hair. She had the streak of gray. She thought it was punk. Just like Rogue. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she's going to dye her hair, which is totally something you should be doing when you're moving. Just dyeing your hair. <laughs> well, the husband said earlier, like, put how the kids far to away bed. does the husband work? Right? Know. It seems like he's gone forever. <laughs> well, he, he did just... Now. Maybe he walked there. He <laughs> said, I'm going to the office. I got to get the last minute things. I got to clean up. Um, if the kids get tired, put them to bed. He, like, said all this shit. So I'm going to quit, leaving. but I have to do all this responsible shit at my job before yeah. I quit. So he I basically also... said, be ready to go. We're just going to throw the kids in the car and... I also, I also find it funny when they're just like, everything's packed up, but all the toys <laughs> are still out in the room. We're going to fucking well, leave the dark, them. The, the, uh, the, the Darth Vader head... Everything is still out. Yeah, for like, sure. Like, because they're playing with all these random and the clown toys, still... and the clown is still out. So, uh, if anyone has seen Scary Movie, they parody the scene that we're about to talk about with the clown. Um, so, clown comes to life, starts choking the little boy, and the uh, poltergeist tries taking Carol Ann again. He wants revenge. Yeah. Comes back tenfold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the craziest. This, 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 this is, is it. Yeah, this is... The climax. Yeah. And um, I can't really remember how they end up outside. Oh, she goes running outside trying they to get help from the neighbor. They never show exactly how she gets outside, though, no, because she's, like, trapped the in the house, house. The house keeps, like, the far... She's calling for help. So yeah, but she the house gets keeps... farther and farther away from her kids, and the house is closing yeah, doors she, on her. Yeah, but she they never showed. They just show her in the house one minute and then out. But they... They also show her screaming for help at the neighbor. Yeah, but the stuff. doors don't open. No. Remember when she tries to get out of like electro, it like shocks. That's her, her trying to get back into her kids. That's them showing the door is locking behind her. No. Yeah, dude. Yeah, okay, dude. dude. The ghost is locking her out. Okay, she's calling for help. She's outside. <laughs> so she's outside. It's raining. Um, she's, she's in her little nighty. Yeah. I'd like and... to note also he did this twice in the movie where he's got to put the girls in their night dresses, running around. It's realistic. She got out of the shower. Yeah. She wouldn't I, be wearing a wedding dress or something. Why not pajama pants? That's because she was just she was just. It's California. Bed. It's hot. My, my mom used to wear like like night yeah, shirts. Yeah, I guess you're right. When you yeah, say when it that way, kid. mom yeah. always was wearing a nightgown. I was like, mom, put some pants on. I felt the same way then too. Um, so she ends up falling into the hole that's supposed to be the pool, and then uh. this is where the fun fact that I that I left out in the beginning comes back in. So all these skeletons start popping up out of the water. Yuck. And fun fact, fact, that's the fun fact. The skeletons were real human skeletons. Oh, my God. I was joking. I didn't know that that was the real fun fact. They were real human skeletons that the the crew didn't know about until after they shot the (laughs) scene. Oh, my God. And did you know I read also that um, she was scared to film in the pool because of the lighting? And Spielberg also was in the water for those scenes to comfort her, saying, like, if you get shocked, we both get shocked. He's, 
He should have just been like, the studio's probably losing their minds right now because if I die... <laughs> we all die. How's the insurance going to pay out if I die? Um, so, yeah. Uh, I don't even... Does she get out of the pool herself? Because I know she tries when she slides down. She slides she down. sliding down. You no, know, no. She gets out with a... She goes out the other way. She climbs up a pipe. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, she can't get out the slope. You know, like the right. pool's got a slant. She can't get out the slant way. So she climbs up the side. There's some sort of tubing that she gets out that way. And then um, there's, like, that casket that yep. pops out vertically. And then she, like, uses that. God, this is, this is Caskets such, are coming up the ground. This fucking is opening. such going a crazy great right now. scene in the movie. It really is. And then, I mean, we're not describing it well because there's, no. like, thunder clatter, there's, there's lights tons of flashing. Tons of stuff going on. And then we get the scene that everyone seems to make fun of just because of the way it's performed. But I love the scene. When um, the father and his boss show up, and the father realizes that the fucking bodies are still there, and he goes <laughs> up to him and he's just like, "You moved the cemetery, but you left the bodies." Oh yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. just moved the headstones. You, you left didn't the move bodies. the bodies. But the thing that everyone laughs at, and I never noticed it until last last night when he gets done, he's just like, "Yeah, you didn't, you didn't move the bodies," and then he's like, "Ah!" It's the frustrated rage scream, yeah. incoherent scream. I'm like, what the hell? Well, I mean, have so, you ever been that mad? Yeah, but I mean, I just find it funny because it's just good like, acting. Yeah, because Craig T. Nelson's awesome. Yeah. So then uh, they get in the car and they they got all the kids. They get in the car. The daughter, the oldest daughter, shows up, which I love her performance in this scene too. She's getting dropped off by her friend. Yeah, this is great. And she's like, "What's going on? What's going on?" <laughs> she's blubbering. The last two times we see her, the actress, like, is hysterical. Like she plays that like like her she's red in the face like she's got tears going she plays that hysterical very well she was good yeah and then uh they they get away and then the house eats itself yeah it just collapses into itself and then disappears and this happens in front of the view of the entire neighborhood. Yeah, by because the way. by yeah. now everyone has come Which out, is totally and this property, chaos guys. is only over. That's why I would love to see a, like a follow, like a comic book series of what happened to that I know, like, neighborhood what or the something. Hell? And I was even thinking, like, what are these people like? Would you still live there? Or I might. and then I'm also thinking, why is it only their house? And because the been, cemetery is not one lot. Big. It would have been great if they, if right before the end of the movie, they just cut to the, his neighbor and he's just like. Good, now I can watch TV with my clicker. <laughs> and I can watch TV in peace. And then, like, change the channel real loud, obnoxious. Yeah. So then we get to the Holiday Inn scene, and it's one little quick thing of humor where they go in the hotel room, they close the door for a minute, and then the door opens, and they push the TV out. Right. Yeah, the dad scoots the, the TV out, and, like, it, you know, like, parks it against the yep. gate. And yeah. that's the end of the movie. I love this fucking movie. <laughs> You're ending it out, and I'm, like, happy just here. Like, this is a great movie. So, before we go into our review of the movie, why don't we talk about the Poltergeist curse? So, there is a supposed curse across the entire Poltergeist film series, starting with Dominique Dunn, who played the oldest daughter, who was murdered uh, by her ex-boyfriend. Strangled. Strangled to death. In her car. Right, who is Dominic Dunn's daughter. Yep. Yeah. Who wrote for Vanity Fair. Yep. Or still does, I think. Um, he had a TV series, too, I think, on, like... Uh, yeah, like, True TV. Not True TV. Can I also say that this... Yeah, it was something like... It was a true crime story with Dominic of, Dunn or yeah. something like that, yeah. This, but he covered the OJ trial, like, a ton yeah. for Vanity Fair. What, Trish? What? <laughs> this development built on a cemetery thing is a real 
based on a real story of a development built on a cemetery where the bodies were left behind due to low budget in Colorado. So I don't know if there was any haunting associated with that one, but the idea of houses built on top of cemeteries came from that. (laughs) True story. We were on the note of true stories before you start talking about whatever you were on. Um, so there were more deaths that surrounded this series in the sequel. The, I, I don't know the actor's name off the top of my head, but the guy who played the villain in the sequel was dying when they were making the movie and died shortly after he completed his scenes. The, in, I'm sorry, Native American, uh, who was in the second one, who was also the Native American who threw the thing through the window at the end of One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. Really? Died. Uh, shortly after the movie was released, um, Heather O'Rourke unfortunately died away, yeah. while they were making Poltergeist Three. Wasn't she sick? Yeah, yeah, um, and she diagnosed. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, and she was like ten or twelve or yeah. something. She was super right. young. Yeah, um, and you could tell because she looked completely different in the third one to the second one. Like, yeah, because uh, she had like a fat face and mm, not herself. Yeah, right. Um, and that, and she died before she even finished her scenes, and they had to like reshoot the end of the movie and stuff. Um, and then uh, Zelda Rubenstein's mother died while she was making Poltergeist Three, and yeah, so a lot of deaths surrounding a movie where no one dies. It's interesting, in isn't it? Maybe you, sh- maybe you shouldn't build houses on top of cemeteries and then make movies about it. <laughs> You shouldn't have even made the movie because I told you they actually did that. Big mistake. Because now they're haunted for decades. For decades. All over the place. Even in movies. People die for real. Um, uh, another interesting fact is that the guy who killed uh, Dominique Dunn only served three years in jail. That's awful. <laughs> did uh, she... Was she found dead or brain dead? She was brain dead. Yeah, that's what I thought. But still, I mean, the man fucking killed her, and he only got three years in jail. I wonder what his story is. Uh, He he went off and became a a ton of things before. Yeah, he went off and became a chef or some shit. I don't know. He get he gets to continue to live, and she doesn't. That's what his story is. Um, Julian Beck. That was the name of the villain or the actor who played the villain in the second movie. Um, so yeah, that's the that's the Poltergeist curse. Following Poltergeist, we got two sequels: Poltergeist Two: The Other Side, which reunited the cast, except for obviously Dominique Dunn, um, Craig T. Nelson, and Joe Beth Williams, the little boy, and Heather O'Rourke, uh, and then Poltergeist Three, which only had Heather O'Rourke in it, and that took place in Chicago. And, it and had my broadcast teacher from high school, <laughs> and it had um, Laura Flynn Boyle in it. And uh, there's a Twin Peaks connection. There's always a Twin Peaks connection. <laughs> well, Actually, I mean, the third one I just recently watched it with the audio commentary on it. I thought you were say now here is the real Twin Peaks connection. <laughs> it's it's a very interesting way they made the movie because it has to do, a lot to do with mirrors and uh, visual like practical effects and it's a very interesting movie in a very interesting way they made it. Hmm. Sequels are not as good. Spielberg signed off on that. He basically was just like, go do whatever you guys want. I don't yeah, want anything to do with it. it. Yeah. Which is, I think, the only series of movies that he did he, that with. Oh, Jaws also. Jaws, he, yeah. too. Well, after the second one, right? Was he involved in the second one? I didn't think he was. I don't know. Because he, he didn't produce it, because this was his first producing credit. 
Did Jaws 2 come out after this? No, it came out before. It came out in 78, I want to say. 79. How much did he have to do with Jaws 2? Now we have to look this up. <laughs> well, you keep you looked it up. I'll continue talking. <laughs> <laughs> there was also a TV series called Poltergeist uh, The Legacy or Poltergeist Legacy. I can't remember. Um, which had nothing to do with the movies. Um, I saw the first episode. I don't remember much about it. Um, oh, okay. Then, so apparently, <coughs> sorry, uh, Spielberg did not even respond to the producers when they asked him to direct Jaws 2. Very disinterested, I guess. Maybe he was busy. He did not want to direct the sequel because he felt he had done. This is like such a Spielberg quote, too. The quote, definitive shark movie. I don't need to. I need mean, the definitive one. <laughs> Remember when I said cohesive? Do you want to do complete? another dinosaur movie? I made the definitive dinosaur. Yeah, movie. he made the second one. Yeah, I know. He must have not thought it was definitive enough. <laughs> the well, second I mean, one was definitely not dinosaurs. definitive. You put the oh god, yeah, that's the one where you put the T Rex in downtown, not downtown, but in L A. Right? No, it was in San Diego. San Francisco, I can never remember which one. He put him in a city, though, yeah. and had him run through the streets. Yep. Holy shit. Um, totally off topic, but... <laughs> so, uh, and then in 2015, they remade Poltergeist. It was fucking terrible. Did not see it. I, I went not. saw it because it looked so good. If I remember correctly, it was done by Sam Raimi's. Yeah, he produced, Sam Raimi produced it. I know Sam Rockwell was in it, so he's a good actor. It was it was so bad. I don't remember much about it, but I do remember remember the line in the original one where she's like, this house is clean. Mm-hmm. That character has a TV show, and that's her like catchphrase on the TV show. So the oh, did so she the, just like go? This is like her so adventures. Wait, so I the guess. remake knows that the original happened. No, no, no. It's just that character. Oh, okay. it's the 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 spiritual lady. Yeah. And obviously, if it's her catchphrase, she must be doing this often. And I'm just like, really? Does it need to be a catchphrase? I just remember watching it and being like, this is terrible. <laughs> um, did not see it. Yeah. Well, I think there's a reason she's only in the very end of the movie. Like her voice is kind of. She's in the Her sequels. character is kind of a bit much. She got nominated for these movies, okay? Nominated for her worst I'm not actor. saying <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying the character is it's a lot of character. Well, she's very heavily involved in the third one. I can't remember how much she is in the second one, but I don't she's know. definitely in the second one. I don't know that I've seen any of these. Sequels. I like the first one so much. I'm scared. To I definitely have not. You're, seen the I will. You you won't. Sequels, no. If you like, if you like the first one that much, you're not going to like the, the sequels. I can say that much, especially not the third one. That's usually how it goes with these things. Like, don't touch it. But you really like something. Yeah, like, but no those reason. those movies shouldn't affect your enjoyment of the first movie. Yeah, but, I just haven't gotten around to them. Maybe, maybe in the future. Um, but obviously, with Heather O'Rourke's death, they chose not to make any more sequels, mm-hmm. and I think that was a wise choice. Mm-hmm. Couldn't. We don't need any more. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Let's talk about how we like it. We obviously know what Trish thinks. Yeah, three out of four. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'll, three out of four? Yeah, I'll give it three out of four. Not three, four out of four? I'll give it 3.5 out of four. <laughs> Not four out of four because, you know, nothing's perfect. Yeah, but there's got to be some movie out there that you'd give a four. I give a lot of movies. I think I've given star. something a four out of four, like on this podcast before, but I feel right now like this doesn't deserve the four. I don't know why. I'm just gonna be like that right now. Three point five out of four. And Spielberg probably thought he made the definitive ghost movie. 
No, Toby <laughs> Hooper I made it. Toby now, <laughs> now Spielberg's wearing off on me. Spielberg's worn off on everyone. Like most of the movies he makes now are like political, like uh, real life I'm dramas. All snobby and, and full of myself. Seen, I haven't seen the post yet. So. Although uh, Ready Player One seems like a. I have the yeah, book. The book. She yeah. has the book. I'm interested in seeing it. So I'm gonna see it for sure. So three and a half out of four, Trish. Yeah, just because. How's that sound? I love the movie. It's great. You guys heard me rave about it the whole time. Um, I wish there was like more of the the action part of it and less of the family part. If anything, the movie's a bit long. It's an hour. It's two hours. It's about two hours. No, I'm like it's an hour of each of the, like an hour of like boring. And then, like, an hour of, like, all the action smashed into one. And I actually think that's the downfall of the movie. That that, that middle part of the movie I where just it's the kid, yeah. the kid just being like, oh, what's going on? And they're all whis- God, fucking whispering. Yeah, that, I, would, <laughs> I agree with you completely. That's the moment where, like, the transition's it a little slow. Slog, yeah. yeah. And other than that, this is a great movie. It's a little long. There's a little bit of a drag in the middle. But other than that, I think I like everything about it. It's funny. It's, it's you know, sweet. Family, whatever, you know, cute. I go? Yeah. yeah. That's the way this goes. <laughs> Looking I'd at a, you. I'd probably give it a two out of four because it's, it's good. It, the story's good and the, it's well acted, but the supernatural horror movies just don't do it all that much <clears throat> for me. And ones that have like a softer edge to this, you know what I mean? It's worth watching like once now and then maybe you put it on. You mean like a the happily years. ever after? Yeah, sure. Well, you put it on then a couple of years later and watch it again, but I would just give it a two out of four. I'd go with Trish and give it a three and a half out of four. On the low end. Of it. Well, the thing is, is, I agree with everything you just said. I'm not a big paranormal fan. Um, <clears throat> I tend to, when it's like, oh, you should see this movie. What's it about? Ghosts. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. They, they always want to do like the, the spiritual talk and, and this other stuff and it's just like it's boring i'm bored let's it, let's get going we talked about it before it can be done well there's movies that do it well you know but which obviously you think that this does do it well yeah i think it does and i think just the end of the movie alone makes it yeah fantastic because like the whole time i'm just like what 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 would i give this as a rating and then when it got to the end i'm like oh my god this is so exciting and fun <laughs> at the end that's exactly a great way to put it it's like exciting yeah and even though I've seen the movie and I knew exactly how it ended, it was still fun to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, uh, very fun. But like you said, it does drag in the middle. Um, they probably could have cut a shit ton of that movie out and made it an hour and a half. Um, but whatever. And like the performance is great. Craig T. Nelson's awesome. Um, Heather O'Rourke was really good. Um, the only person I had a problem with was the, the son because he was annoying. He is annoying. He's annoying in the second one too. So sniveling little, like, and he, like, I think even the mom says when she sends him to grandma's house, like, he can't take this, you know, like he know she knows that he's like neurotic. If, if anyone couldn't take it, it was the oldest daughter. Well, she they, went on, she went on her own. She's they, probably being like, I'm not even really a part of this family. Actually, I'm only like half part of this family. This doesn't concern me. I, I, I'm going to the hotel. What's really funny is like, yeah, the the son definitely has some. Uh, Anxiety issues. That's a, yeah. I thought they left the. Da- remember, we thought they left the daughter behind. 
oldest uh, yeah. daughter when they left Did the you house. hear the son just say, go, dad, just drive yeah, the car. She's go. not even out this of it. This is finally our chance. Leave her. <laughs> well, you see them driving away. You really don't see her get. Oh, no, she gets in right at the last minute. Yeah, That's what I said. But she obviously gets in. Like, because she's see. just standing there staring at the house screaming. And the boy, like, the father's like, get in the car, get in the car. And the son's just like, go, go dad, just go. <laughs> Too late for her. <laughs> she's not really our sister anyway. <laughs> I never really made that connection until I watched it last night. I'm like, oh my god, that kid's fucked up. Ditcher. But yeah, like the son has anxiety issues, but the oldest daughter's got anxiety and like emotional issues. Well, that's too. why I said she gets like hysterical. <laughs> yeah, like, like right away, just hearing her sister's voice is oh, enough to like push her over too, the edge. Yeah, she was. Uh, that's the other scene I'm talking about. That one of the uh, there's when it's an actual. When she's coming through and like speaking, you know, and they're doing the tour of the house, and she hears her sister. Yeah, she's crying in that one. Like she's a, like in the corner, like curled up in a ball, like and cr- like you know, like violently sobbing. Yeah. You know, I feel so. for her. I feel for her. Why are these kids so messed up? Are they like all right parents? I think the thing is, are they like stuck in their room smoking too much weed? They're not going out of the. I think that they're. I think that they're in their perfect world, and this is like shattering their perfect world. I guess so. They don't know how to. This is very bizarre things happening. I might be sobbing like that too. True. I'd just be like, "Sucks for her." Bye, Carol Ann. Quiet, Carol Ann. I'm listening to my music. Can we leave, please? Can we move? Yeah. I don't want to hear her for the rest of my life. <sighs> All right. So, I think we're in. Well, not. I was gonna say we're in consensus, but we're not because Joe's got to be the odd man out. I think the consensus. <laughs> is, I think the consensus is if we all hung out again in the next five years and said let's put on Poltergeist, we'd watch it like again in five years. Yeah, I, I'll agree with you. Feels like a once every five years movie. It, and I, I, and it's I been agree. About five years. It's been a few years since I've watched it too because I'm not the biggest fan of it, but I recognize it as a um, well-made film Very and good. an entertaining film. So that was Trish's pick. Yes, I think it was very fun to to talk about with you guys too. This Just is a fun one. For the fuck of it, what did Toby Hooper direct after? I'm pretty this? sure this is one of the first horror movies I've ever seen, along with Exorcist. And um... this was definitely not one of the first ones I saw. I saw this way late in my. I caught this one like on TV late at night. Like you know how we're talking about we've all seen the TV <laughs> late at night. Like this is what was on, and then the TV did that thing. Yeah, I miss those days. Like I, I've never, I haven't done that in years. Where you're just like, it's the middle of the night, and I'm you just find a movie you've never on. seen. And and now I have like so, cable. According to Wikipedia, oh, he not did Texas interrupt. Chainsaw Massacre too, right? No, well, that's what he did. He did do that. After yes, this. <laughs> but after it, he directed a movie called Life Force. Oh, yeah, I remember hearing that. I've the crew of that. the space shuttle Churchill finds a 150-mile-long phallic spaceship hidden in the coma of Halley's Comet. Sounds it. I remember seeing that. It sounds like work was scarce after Poltergeist. But then he did Texas Chainsaw Massacre, too. Yeah, he went back to the well. Yeah. Like, and it worked for him. I ain't getting no work. Cause, Shit. Cause I got to write a sequel to this. Steven said no sequels, but I need that money. Like... Uh, yeah, he didn't have the best career, Toby Hooper. I mean, he's always going to re- be remembered for uh, Texas, Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. And he did some stuff, some uh, that Masters of Horror yeah. on Showtime, right? Yeah. That was He had a good, the short movie he did was good, if I remember right. Yeah, I mean, but he never had like a blockbuster or like a memorable film after Poltergeist. 
least not that I can name off the top of my head. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Well, okay, fine. After that. Um, well, let's see. I have not seen any of these movies. Well, then they're probably not blockbusters. <laughs> I've heard of Toolbox Murders. Oh, yeah. I've never heard of but Toolbox Murders. But that was a remake. Murder. And, it sounds, he did. and yeah. it sounds very B-list. It was. He went super... He stayed on the B-list. Yeah. It, I don't think... The only, his A-list was Poltergeist, and that was it. So. Yeah, and then he directed something about a dick-shaped spaceship, and it was all downhill. Aren't all spaceships dick-shaped? Aren't a lot of things dick-shaped? Yeah. Aren't... That's because dicks are awesome. In a totally non-homosexual way. You, don't, you said non-hetero way. It's totally <laughs> no. non-hetero way. I'm so That's impressed so by your masculinity right now. Wow. <laughs> awesome. What did Spielberg do after this? I don't even know. Yeah, who knows? What that? came right after That's this? A good question. What did he go to right wait, after let me, this? Let me, can I guess? Yeah, guess. yeah guess. Wait, wait, wait. Let me well, get the answer. This is a, this first is a of all, wait, Both of you can guess because i got to get the answer. All right, first of all... What he did immediately after it was E.T. because that came out a week after. That Patrick. doesn't so count. I went. That's during. That's <laughs> that during. That count because he was obviously um, doing both at the same time. Okay, so 82. Let's go Steven Spielberg filmography. <laughs> I know I know what he did in 84. <laughs> yeah, Temple of Doom. And but so. I can't think of what he did in 83. Oh, for real? You don't, you don't know? Do you, don't look, Trish. That's, I'm you not gotta, You're not going to guess? Okay. <clears throat> No, I don't know. He directed the segment Kick the Can in the Twilight Zone movie. I would have never remembered that. And then after that, he was executive producer on Gremlins. But what did he direct? Temple of Doom next. Sorry, I was, yeah. Technically, yeah. (laughs) What did he direct after Temple of Doom? Now let's just go through it. No, we don't need to do that. I can't believe he knows that. That's unreal. Yes. (laughs) Why do you know all this? What did he do after that? <laughs> Directed. Let's uh, just see. Let's see how Because if you're in Vegas and you're on a winning streak, you would keep rolling your shit over, right? Like, I'm not going to get this because... Joe's this, a gambler. This is this is Muddy Water because I can never remember. That's I, not a... He didn't direct that next. Muddy Water. <laughs> <laughs> I know Last Crusade was somewhere in there, but I don't think that was next. That was not next. He directed two movies before that. Okay, hold on. Oh, it's getting real muddy. Shit. This is fun. I don't want, I don't want to have a lot of dead air. <laughs> um, I don't think you'll get either of them. So Not why don't you, you don't call know it? it, but because I just don't think you'll get them. Call it. It's been ten. I'll give them ten. Nine. Yeah. Eight. Hey. <laughs> like messing with my head. <laughs> I'll give him because I assume, he's not trying to sneak on his phone or laptop as soon as you as soon as you say it I'm gonna be like damn it I knew that I've never seen this movie I don't I know I haven't seen any of the stuff he did in the in the like mid to late eighties no. but I know the titles and I just can't think of them off the top of my head oh I don't know that you're gonna guess right. this I don't think so right yeah no. no go for it Empire of the Sun damn it I did know I that, did know that. <laughs> And then he directed something I've never heard of this movie called Always. Oh, I've heard of that too. I you forgot about it? that now. Always is a remake of the 1943 Roman. Nah. And then Last Crusade. Right. And then Hook. Hook was yes. awesome. I and never then, saw Hook. And then he made the definitive dinosaur. And then movie. Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, Lost World. Wow. 
Well, Man, may, wait, wait, wait. He might not get the next one. Saving Private resume. Ryan. No. Wait. Wait. No, uh, no, no. Amistad. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love how this has gone off the rails for horror, but. Can we do horror news now, <laughs> so guys? Wait, got that. wait, what did he do after Saving Private Ryan? Because he didn't do something for like three yeah. years after that. Uh, and oh, it was uh, almost like a favor to a friend. A- AI. Yeah. <sighs> and then Catch Me If You Can? No. No. Um, no, it's not the terminal. What was it? Minority Report. Oh, yeah. Which I never saw. I've never oh. seen that either. Then, yeah, The Terminal. No, Catch the Me terminal. If You Can, right? you can then, then The Terminal. Then War of the Worlds. Yes. Uh, oh. Wait, wait, don't... Uh, he I know. even knows. He's like, this one's going to trip me up. I, I just can't think of the fucking name. I love how this is devolved. It's, it's the, the Olympic movie. Right. Um, Which the documentary about this is actually really fuck, good. It's but. the name of a city, and I can't think of... Oh, Munich. Right. And then... Uh, this is where I kind of lose it um he kind of lost it here too a lot of people would say yeah i think he was 2005 six well he definitely lost it with this movie and that well no these these next three were not very good i don't know indiana jones oh yeah kingdom of of the crystal skull which was bad yeah the adventures of tintin which i didn't see yeah war horse yeah which did anyone see that it was nominated for oscars and then Lincoln? Yes. Yeah. And then? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh! Bridge of Spies. No, I, which did, I, didn't I completely see. forgot he directed that and movie. And then the BFG, which I wanted to see but I, didn't see. It looks so bad. Really? Yeah. I loved the book when oh. I was a kid. See, I never read the book, so oh, maybe, see, you'll probably enjoy it then. Kid, yeah. And now The Post and then Ready Player One. Yeah. Okay. So I did, I, you got to admit, I did a pretty good job. That was impressive. Impressive. You want to do Wes Craven? I can do that from beginning to end. That is even more <laughs> impressive, actually. Because, well, now we have to do another thing. So Let's just take a look. Because I know he is like Tobe Hoop. Tobe, I keep saying Tobe. <laughs> Toby Hooper, where like there's a middle part of his career where it gets murky, right? Yeah, but the thing is, is I can almost even name the TV movies he directed, too. Shocker, that was a great movie. Okay, here we go. You ready? From Shocker on? No, I can do from the beginning on. All right, let's see. Now, I'm talking about from Last House on the Left. There might be right. some stuff no, in there. Okay. I'll, we'll go with what Wikipedia says. Okay. So th- these are just two impromptu things that we're <laughs> going to do here. Okay. Last House on the Left. Right. Hills Have Eyes. Yeah. Now, he did some TV movies. He did Summer of Fear. And that was in okay. 78. I will give it because it's called Stranger in Our House. Oh, that's, but, it's AKA, the same. Yeah. They're as same. known as uh, Swamp Thing. No, there's one before that. Is there a TV movie or is it a movie? It's a movie from 1981. Oh, Deadly Blessing. Wow. <clears throat> Swamp Thing. Trish. <laughs> uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. No, there's one before that. 83, Invitation to Hell. This is impressive. <laughs> I think he's skipping over them on purpose just so that he can go back. I know. So you're playing, <laughs> like, oh, wait, I know. No, because I can't remember what he's year He's trying to make them sound more obscure than they are. No. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. Hills Have Eyes 2. No. Mm, that's wrong then. Uh, that's wrong <laughs> then. I'm right. He's questioning Wikipedia. Is it a TV movie again? What did they put, Joe? It is a TV movie. Starring Paul Sorvino. Oh, Chiller. There you go. Yes. Um, <laughs> Hills have eyes too. Okay. Deadly friend. Yeah, no. 
There's something else, a TV series in which he directed five. Oh, episodes. Twilight Zone. Wow. Um, Deadly Friend. Right. Serpent in the Rainbow. Yes. Uh, yeah. Shocker. Which is a great movie. People Under the Stairs. Night, I'm sorry, Night Visions. Wow. <laughs> uh, People Under the Stairs. Uh, he did a TV show called Nightmare Cafe. I don't know if that's on there. That is on there. Um, wait, where am I at? 91. Um, Vampire in Brooklyn? There was something before that. Vampire in Brooklyn was 95. Oh, uh, New Nightmare. Right, which is really good. <clears throat> that's a fantastic movie. Vampire in Brooklyn, Scream. Scream 2, Music of the Heart, Scream 3. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm just being quiet. No, I'm trying. Now I'm, now I'm thinking. Red Eye? There was a big gap there. I know that. There was a huge gap. Yeah. Is, so, that, is that right? No. Oh, Cursed. Music of the Heart. Yeah, Scream 3. Scream 3. Cursed. Yes. Okay, Red Eye. Yeah, what... Dude, was Red Eye any good? It was I, I know that's totally off topic, but was, I wanted to see. I remember it was very good. Okay. I, it's one of my favorites. I'm gonna have to download it. Um, my soul to take. Uh, no. There was a French thing that he did. Ah, dude, he, this is amazing. <laughs> he directed one of the segments of Paris Jatin or Jatam. Yeah. I don't know how you say that. That, but that, there was a collaboration thing with a ton of people. And then my soul taken Scream Four. Impressive. Thank that you. That was totally off topic. <laughs> but I'm still. I'm, I'm still. Another off topic thing was my soul to take. I remember this movie. That was not. No, good. it was not. His his career did not end well, unfortunately. Scream Four was good, but it was a disappointment. I think for most people. And I think I once you get into the fourth, anything of the Scream series. I'm actually thinking. Well, we can talk about this after we're <laughs> recording because I have a I have some. I, ideas but anyway trish wants to talk movie news i, I guess. guess i mean we don't have to <laughs> well no, sorry we, we can got keep into, going with the uh, very detailed aside so yeah, don't worry the, the next episode i'll do could, john carpenter okay. uh, all right <laughs> so one couple, per episode from here on out <laughs> so all right though things, right, trish? what movie news yeah oh yeah i mean there's a lot of horror news now compared to what we normally have we talk about the same thing as always um slenderman the trailer came for that. I was, I'm intrigued. I think it looks a little weird. I just don't know whether it's real or not because of that scalpel in the eye scene. Otherwise, it might just be a a redoing of what we know happened with the Slenderman. Um, how about the new American Horror Story? Um, that will supposedly be set in the future. In the near future. It'll still be topical, right? So what have we? What are the things we settled on? Is that it's going to take place in a post-nuclear world, right, or post-apocalyptic? That's what it looks like. Since it I was saw... about, since the last American Horror Story was about like Trump and cult and stuff. Was it really? I didn't watch that. You didn't watch any of it. No. Oh, yeah, man. cult was definitely um, a, a stab at, at current event politics, oh. like blunt object stab. Hmm. So more like a bash in the head. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. I am still, I mean, we've brought up American Horror Story a few times in the show. Yeah, that's my shit. And I'm still at the same place. I'm like a couple episodes into season three, and I tried watching Hotel, because everyone was like, it's so good, and I just couldn't get into it. And the other bigger news today that I saw 
was that Leonardo DiCaprio is supposedly in for Quentin Tarantino's Charles Manson movie, which, which is still not really uh, clear, clear on, what on the details. Because from what I'm to be fair, got <clears throat> what it says. So it says, "This is the quote." Okay. Set in Los Angeles in the summer of 1969, Tarantino's upcoming movie, according to a source who read the script, focuses on a male TV actor who had one hit series. Maybe he was on Fox Sports Five. <laughs> but in 1969, that wouldn't make sense, right? No. Yeah. And his looking for a way to get into the film business. His sidekick, who is also he's also a stunt double, is looking for the same thing: the horrific mur- murder of Sharon Tate in front of her friends by Charles Manson. Called follow serves as the backdrop to the main story. Yeah, see, I don't like that. Like, and Margot Robbie might play Sharon Tate. No, I th- I, I thought she was signed on already. It says she's reportedly being. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Maybe it was just a rumor then that I read. With names such as Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, and Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson as Charles Manson would be awesome. That doesn't even make any sense. Yes, it does. <laughs> It's Quentin Tarantino. Kill for me, motherfucker. Not, not, only, not only does that not make any sense, but that's insulting to Charles Manson because he didn't like black people. That's why it's the ultimate. <laughs> that, yeah, fuck you, Charles Manson. Who gives a fuck what you like? I just think it's funny not that making... Not only is it just... It's not just any black name playing you, then. It's Samuel L. fucking Jackson. I just wish he was still... I wish Manson was still alive to see that. Yeah, are. right. We just missed him. Um, how about The Strangers? Uh, me and Joe... Are scared of those movies? I've never. I saw it once movie. when it first came that movie, out. Well, the movies with where home invasions happen, those in general are scary. But then there's a new Strangers, Pray at Night. It's called. Looks interesting, but the biggest one would probably be the day uh, that Halloween. The re, the is it a remake or a reboot? It's what a it's a sequel. It's a sequel. A sequel in an alternate. Reality or Alternate something? Alternate storyline, yeah. Yeah. Which see is so the, you see stupid. the uh, mental gymnastics you have to do as a, as a big fan of the franchise, right? Like, yeah. This is totally believable. If you just totally twist believable. this one and, you know, balance this one on its and head. And this part didn't happen. And, yeah. Yeah. Close one eye and squint really so, hard. <laughs> tell me if you've heard <laughs> this of makes any sense. of these actors. Virginia Gardner? No. No. Nothing. She was in Project Almanac. Never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Miles Robbins? Who's nope. supposedly in the new one that my friend Dahmer? Hmm. Dylan Arnold? Nope. No. <laughs> Drew Sheed? No. Nope. Who is in Stranger Things? Who's Drew Sheed in Stranger Things? Oh, is he? Um, We're going to have to look it up now. <laughs> I have not watched the second season, so. Oh, okay, no spoilers. I watched the first episode, that's all of it. Get on it. I, yeah, whatever. It's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, it is good. Yeah, we get on it. Who is he in Stranger Things? That's the question. I don't know who he is in this. He's sweaty teen boy slash drunk teen number two. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sweaty mean to build teen. it up to that. To have it be, sweaty teen boy. That sounds like that a is, great. Those are two great band names. That just too, reminded by the way. me. Sweaty teen boy and drunk teen number. I like drunk teen number two better. The, actually. That reminds me when I worked at Blockbuster, they had this like. Drunk ce- teen number two came oh, in. They had this like celebrity weekend where they had these celebrities come in. What Blockbuster? Uh, in Tinley Park. Is there anyone and, from Tinley Park that uh, they could have called? Well, what the, here are the people that they brought in. They brought in the girl who played the daughter on Bewitched. Okay. Who was like a baby. Was that the biggest name? And then they had... Remember Bad Santa? Yes. Remember the kitty beats up? 
the kid he beats up or yeah. the kid that he goes home No, the with? kid he beats up because the kid, the skate, he was a skateboarder and he beat up the little kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I know the scene. He, they had him there. Okay. <laughs> like, they they were like, and his name in the movie was like like Skater Boy or some shit like that. And it's like, this is what, these, these are the celebrities very, you got. Max Van Ville is who that was from Bad Santa. Yeah. Who is also Paul in Rob Zombie's Halloween. Who's Paul? Oh, okay. With the glasses, you know, yeah. that he puts on the, I did not know that. So there you go. There is a connection Some. <laughs> That's really interesting. When I looked him up when he was at Blockbuster, all the roles he had were just like, you know, party kid number one or some shit like that. So that just reminded well, me I'm of that. I'm looking through it right now. Student number three, which yep. is that good or is that better or worse than drunk tea number two? <laughs> it's worse. Infantry man number one. Uh, punk. Yep. Skater dude. I think he's being typecast. <laughs> Pizza waiter. Pizza waiter. So he got a job. Kid with a drink. <laughs> He's like some really great character description. These are some of the best character descriptions. Kid with a ever. drink. Kid with a drink. Better than kid without a drink. More than likely hanging out with drunk teenagers. <laughs> oh, hell. All right. And they have all joined the cast. Uh, school friends. Of, who is Auntie Matichak's character? That's the main character. Never heard of her either. So is they're there, using a lot of un <clears throat> unknown I mean, actors. That's what they did with the original Halloween. So I'm good with that. Jamie Jay- Lee Curtis is going to play Lori. She's going to be the name. Judy Judy Greer is going to play Karen. Yeah, we knew that's that's, that's her daughter. That's uh, Lori Strode's daughter. Supposedly, but that's probably the biggest news of the day, right? For horror, is that the apparently the cast, the main cast, is being rounded out. And Jason Blum wants to reboot Friday the 13th. And Bloomhouse, well, if I'm reading this, this might as well go for them all, right? has moved an untitled movie date to Friday the 13th. Oh, gee, I wonder means. what that is. When is the next Friday the 13th? In April? I don't know. I just read it on a tweet, so. <clears throat> wonder if it's going to be a horror movie. What? I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if it's going to be a Friday the 13th movie. What if you guys are both wrong and it's like a romantic comedy? Then we're both wrong. Well, funny. then we're wrong. Call me out on Friday the 13th. You can call me out anyway. I'm just going to be like, yeah. I was wrong. <laughs> We're making a, a no money bet. But that would be the biggest. Because I don't have any monies. <clears throat> any other horror movie news? Anybody? How about, has anyone watched anything? Uh, besides Poltergeist? You know, we've horror been... wise? Yeah. Uh, not particularly. I'm trying to think. I heard you're preparing for another podcast. Yes, we are. We're going to be appearing on uh, this dude. This this fat guy doesn't know what he's talking about. We're going to this podcast. Not, it's close, but it's that fat guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I think I mumbled that in there. Wait, but you say that fat <laughs> Enunciate it clear one more time, just in case the listeners didn't get so it. So for anybody who remembers my old podcast, it's coming back, hopefully, for a little while. Uh that fat guy doesn't know what he's talking about. There will be a new episode next month. I feel confident that we're going to record the episode, so I'm going to announce it. Yes, <laughs> it will be recorded. <clears throat> yes, so we will be talking um, about our favorite and least favorite films of the 2017, and you can look for that in February. We will make sure to link it. On uh, all the social medias. Yes, and there's always a link for the podcast, as well as uh, Joe and Trish's um, blog in the 
show notes. Yes, which is noisesandnonsense.wordpress.com. There's also just a brief bit of good news and horror as well that Ridley Scott confirms the Alien franchise uncertainty after Disney's acquisition of Fox. Good. Let it die. Not very good. What I want to say is let stop letting Ridley Scott make the movies. The yeah, I'm good. I, I, this is going to get off. We're, we can go off a ton. This is horror, I, I like really? some of the stuff he made before, but I don't know. I feel like he's one of the. He gets more love than he deserves. The thing is, but we is don't that, have to like do the, that now. The th- <laughs> well, the thing is, is that like with um, I love Blade Runner for the record. Um, with Prometheus, I yeah, liked that movie. I wanted movie. to see it, but I liked the movie. I know a lot of people had their issues with it. I liked it, but this last one, Alien Covenant, was terrible. I did not see it. It was terrible. So it's it. It's, <laughs> I have no feelings on it, so. I think the best movie he did was... I think I thought Blade Runner was great. American Gangster was great, but that's about it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not really a Ridley Scott fan. Not that he's a bad director or anything, but just because I haven't seen a lot of his movies. So, I don't... When I hear that he's doing something, I'm not like, oh my god! But when he did Prometheus, yeah, I did kind of go, oh my god, because he was coming back to the Alien franchise. But other than that, nope. No other news. I have not watched anything except for some of the stuff that could be up for like awards at the end of the year. Yeah, and the stuff <clears throat> you know that we're going to be talking about in that other podcast. So let's not spoil that. Yeah, but I did watch a few horror movies that I've never seen before. What? What were they? Maybe we've seen them. I watched It's Alive. I've not seen that. I don't think so. Um, and I watched the stuff. Any good? The stuff. Yeah, dude. What stuff? The stuff. Oh my god. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's a uh, it's a movie about. First of all, the movie starts with a guy who's just walking through some industrial area, and he just sees some stuff in the ground. He's like, "What's that?" And he just eats it. <laughs> like he doesn't question. He just picks it up and eats it. And he's like, "That's really good. Somebody should market that." I think that's actually verbatim the lines. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and the stuff is just like it's uh, you can substitute the stuff for anything. Right? Yeah. Isn't that the thing? Yeah. I mean, like you could be like, oh, it's fucking McDonald's, or it's this, or it's that. And it's, it's just like it, it can like spackle your wall, and you can like eat it too. You know, and it like kills you, right? Because like it starts morphing, right? Yeah, it in like the, attacks in the people, yeah. and uh, it controls their minds too. Yeah, which oh, is crazy really weird. Stuff. Yeah. Have you ever seen frogs? No. Oh my god! Go, if you thought the stuff was like campy, go go watch frogs. Uh, I also watched. Wait, did you see this? So apparently, oh, never mind. I was gonna say I I IMDb'd the stuff and I says the stuff 2017. I'm like, are they remaking (laughs) the stuff? Stephen King's whispering that he might uh, remake the stuff. No, do some more um, work this year. So it doesn't say what, but would you watch a Ridley Scott remake of the stuff? No. Yes, actually, I would. If anybody, if any big name director remade that movie, I would watch it. Oh, you know who should remake Mike it? Mike Flanagan wants to do Doctor Sleep. Oh, okay. You That's... know who? You know who should remake this stuff? David Lynch. That would oh, be so cool. <laughs> that would be perfect. I ha- I actually I was gonna start again tonight. I'm not sure if I will or not now, but I was gonna start rewatching again the new The Return. You know, Twin Peaks. I know we talk about it all the time. We're obsessed. I also watched Hell Knight, which is a movie I've never seen before with Linda Blair. I have not seen that. It was pretty oh. decent. 
Um, How about that uh, Insidious? I still have not watched that. I haven't seen it. I either. was going to I've do not it seen last. any of them. I haven't either, but I bought the first one at, for like $3 years ago, and it's just been sitting on my shelf. And last week I was like, I should watch this, and then I just fucking never did it. I heard it's doing really well. Good. Oh, yeah, it, it opened really big, but I don't I don't know if it's doing well this weekend. Because mm. it opened to almost 30 mil, which is pretty good for a horror movie in yeah. January. It's like pretty good for any movie in January. Well, it's not in the top three, so... For Friday. Oh, to make money? Yeah. What wow. the? Wow, I mean, Proud it Mary's it bombing. It did good while I could. That movie? Oh, see, now we're getting into, like, that fat guy doesn't know what he's talking <laughs> yeah. about. Podcast territory. But that, I, I thought that movie looked pretty good. What, Proud Mary? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's, I don't really care. But it doesn't look like it's I mean, it, th- well. it obviously looks like an updated version of, like, Coffee or Fox Yeah, Frost, that's exactly but. what I felt, too. But it's, uh, it only made... Three mil yesterday. I mean, it only cost fourteen, so it's gonna make its money back. Jumanji any good? No one. I saw it. I know we're getting totally off topic. I was just, just babbling. I can I always really, cut all this out. Yeah. When I was so. really little, I thought Jumanji was a horror movie because it scared the shit out of For me. For a kid, it is a horror movie. I saw like, it my aunt to see in the yeah. theater back in the day. I didn't see that one in the theater, but I saw a shit ton on video. Like, yeah, I watched. I definitely so much had that on one on VHS. Yep. God. Mm-hmm. Those were the days. So, okay, well, I think that's it. Mm-hmm.